Salutations! Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from a makeshift laboratory discussing the 1931 horror classic, Frankenstein. This film was directed by James Whale from a screenplay by Garrett Fort and Francis Edward Farrago, based on the stage play by Peggy Weebling and John L. Balderston, adapted from the novel by Mary Shelley. After the incredible success of Dracula in February of 1931, Carl Limley Jr. and Universal Pictures promptly dove deeper into the world of horror, releasing Frankenstein 10 months later. Though the film features several departures from the novel on which it's based, it gave birth to an indelible horror icon in the character of the monster portrayed by Boris Karloff. Frankenstein would not only prove profitable for Universal, but it would also go on to inspire several sequels and countless cinematic reimaginings, cementing its place over the years as one of the most important films in the horror genre. We'd like to thank friends of the show Michelle Moore and Lala Thomas for recommending that we journey into the world of Universal classic monsters. So, Frankenstein, what were your first impressions on the film? So this was the first time I ever watched this. I've seen like bits and pieces of it, but I've never seen the whole movie all the way through. Okay. Uh, I did enjoy this. I was a little, uh, I don't want to say confused, but uh, like I kind of, uh, I want to say feel bad for the monster, but I kind of felt bad. I think. For yeah. <laughs> no, for the monster. sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that's part of it. I felt more bad for him this time than ever before. Yeah. I think when I was a kid, I was really just scared of the fact that the monster was there. Right. And, you know, honestly, I think that that's a weird thing that happens whenever you see a film when you're younger is you kind of get an idea of what the film is in a nostalgic sense. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was like, I'm pretty sure that the monster is in like 90% of this. He's not. No, no, no yeah. he's not. <laughs> but did you, you said you enjoyed it? I did enjoy it. Um, there was a few things here and there that kind of uh, you can tell. Of the time. Yeah. Um, but overall, I did enjoy it. Uh, he doesn't talk at all in this movie. No. Which I wish I would have got a little dialogue from him, maybe even just a high well, or a, in the in Mary Shelley's right. novel, he's fucking he's talking. busting out monologues. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, woe is me. Like, yeah. he's fucking, <laughs> it's a lot. There's a quote from him where he's like, he's fucking giving it to well it's victor in the novel yeah i didn't i didn't like that change and it's petty but there's something about victor frankenstein that just sounds good it sounds really good yeah Yeah, not henry frankenstein that just sounds like some guy (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm not real i'm related to i love that we put all the emphasis on victor and not on fucking frankenstein (laughs) (laughs) that's just some dude yeah it's no big deal but but yeah i would have i would have preferred a little maybe some kind of dialogue or something or maybe a sentence or because you said like in the book he's what isn't he talking about like he's like well what is it the evil inside me or the evil that made me or what yeah you know what what i mean oh well he says something poetic he says that in his creation he's like i should have been adam and instead i'm the fallen angel cast down i'm like (laughs) oh my god Uh and in the movie it's a little bit of a downgrade yeah I really like it. I don't think that I've watched this as an adult. I know that I saw it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, you're just like, oh, it's the, you know, it's the monster right. or whatever. And, but it's so, and I know we had talked about it with Dracula as well, but it's just really interesting to know that this 
is where it came from. Yes. Like when you see people dressing up as Frankenstein's mm-hmm. monster or you see like cartoons or what, like this is oh, where yeah. it came from. And yes. that is like really fascinating to to think of something that's kind of always been there because this is almost a hundred years old right. at this point. Which is again, very hard to even comprehend. It, I mean, it really mm-hmm. is. But I think never before uh, I watched it this time, did I really appreciate the makeup yes oh yeah because the close-ups on the monster's face mm-hmm. are chilling he looks haunted he i mean i don't it is it's i never really gave it the credit it deserved right. for visually what it did mm-hmm. and like i said the fact that this this movie is old as fuck yes it is really impressive <laughs> like you said, oh, yeah. there's a there are moments uh specifically one where a person is very clearly a doll yeah <laughs> just one that, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's the biggest one yes <laughs> um but i mean when you think of what they had to work with and what they did with it it is very impressive my only thing is i i wish we would have gotten a little more of mary shelley's yeah uh, narrative mm-hmm because goddamn that was, and I know there is a Mary Shelley's Frankenstein film. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Kristen re- just recommended it to me, and I did not know that it existed before right. that, which is weird because of all the people that are in it. That's the one with Robert De Niro, right? Yes, which is yeah. amazing. <laughs> what <laughs> on its own? And I love De Niro, yeah. so uh, maybe what I wanted more of from this, I will get in that, but right. I don't know. Am I a fool to th- in saying that I thought that? that was what this was going to be not at all because no, that's, no, no. I mean, that's okay. the story because i i like i said i've seen bits and pieces of it mm-hmm. but i was like maybe i just didn't see where he talked or where no. you know <laughs> what i mean where there was some more story here uh-huh. but yeah you that d- was not this miss it. no this is my and i know it's called frankenstein but i feel like it's definitely more about henry right than it is about the monster yeah yeah which, by the way, there I did my best in my outline to refer to him as the monster. If we accidentally call him Frankenstein, don't be that guy. Um, actually, yeah, that's the name yeah. of the doctor. It's like, yeah, we know. Yeah, <laughs> everybody knows. I referred to him as Bob through oh, the whole thing. Fine. I was like, that, yeah, You're like, I'm avoiding. <laughs> yeah, everything. I mean, come on, you a monster? That's a bit hurtful. That's, yeah. Come on, he, he's a monster. <laughs> oh, come on, still he is stitched hurt. together yeah, from corpse parts. <laughs> He's alive. He is yeah. alive. Yes. Thankfully. And this is not to be confused with the 2014 I Frankenstein. No, it is not. Right. All right. So <laughs> we just not wanna, the same. So yeah. y'all watch yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and go back. Universal Frankenstein. Right. Um, my relationship to this film started very young when I was probably like five years old. Yeah. I talked about it a bit on episode 85 in Dracula mm-hmm. whenever I would come home early from kindergarten and me and my mom, since Nate was still at school. Yeah, y'all would party because I wasn't there. That was the <laughs> reason we were partying. <laughs> <laughs> but dad was at work, you were at school, and so we got to watch all these old horror films, usually watch Halloween or Universal Horror. And so this is one that we did watch, I know, but I will say that it did not stick to my bones as much as, say, The Invisible Man. Uh-huh. And I will say, I even think that Bride of Frankenstein is the superior film to the two. Really? I don't know if I've seen Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. It's been so long, but I remember loving it more. So, but is The Bride of Frankenstein, is it actually, you know, actually, it's The Bride of the Monster. It is, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, and I think Universal fucked themselves <laughs> by you naming it. You knew what it. we were going to exactly, think. Exactly. That's yeah. the whole thing. 
But I do enjoy this movie. I do have some issues with it. I think there are some issues with the plot. Yeah. Um, almost, you know, very similar to the problems that we had with Dracula. Yes. <laughs> like, where it's just a bunch of contrivances and yeah. you're like, oh, I guess I guess he's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. Right. I guess, yeah, that's how it's going to go. But as I said in my intro with the long ass list of people who wrote, you know, adaptations or whatever. Yeah. This is based on a play that's based on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So that's where we get all these differences. That's why it's so like if, a rumor of a rumor. Exactly. Yeah. To be clear, this is not yeah. Mary Shelley's no, Frankenstein. Not at all. And they did the same thing with Dracula, where they based it on a play that was yeah. based on Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. One thing that I did want to point out is because it made me, you know, that thing where you see where it's like, well, you know, Oprah didn't do this till she was 50 or whatever. Right. And you feel like I'm only 31. <laughs> I feel great. Uh, she wrote this. Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein at age 19. Yeah. Oh, so, shit. so it's kind of the opposite of that. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> if you wanted to feel bad today, that's, Thanks, that's how you but Boris Karloff. Yes. There you go. See you change it around. Cause yeah. he was like 41 or something. right? Yeah. Oh, nice. So I got 10 years to be Frankenstein. This- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein's a monster. There, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I told you it was going to happen. I told you it was going to happen. One thing that I did think was interesting was that early in the production, they had originally wanted it to star Bela Lugosi. Oh, wow. But he was pissed off because he's like, no. Well, first of all, he was very convinced. He's like, look, where I come from, I'm a leading man. Yeah. He's like, so here. So he wanted to be uh, Henry. Henry. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, no, get that monster costume on. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, they wanted to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's like, no, I'm not doing that. And so he just. But yeah. dude's in the whole movie. Why not just be Henry? He wants to speak. He doesn't want to groan. Didn't they already have like ads and stuff of Oh, him? yeah. <laughs> well, and for some reason in the ads, Frankenstein was like 90 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking the film was going to yeah. be. Bait and switch. Yeah. And I think back then the makeup was more similar to a film called The Golem. And so he was, had like a big, like almost like clay kind of situation right. going on. So it looked nothing like what we see. Ah, uh, okay. He was like in Dracula, I was the titular role. Uh-huh. I had bitches. <laughs> I had fucking sex appeal. He was like, I'm not doing this shit. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I guess I see because in Dracula, he was the monster, but he also was the leading man too. Yeah. And he was captivating. Yeah. Right. I don't think, and, it, and it's funny because he would go on to play Frankenstein later. Uh, he was like really? the monster. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we bring this film to life, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Pod Mortem is a very in-depth podcast and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's throw the switches. So the film begins with Edward Van Sloan, the actor who played Van Helsing in Dracula. Yeah. Uh, and is also in the film later on, but I think he's appearing here as himself. Mm-hmm. I'm, ass- I'm assuming so. <laughs> well, All I get is Marge Simpson before it's exactly. yeah. <laughs> Hard same. This is where it came from, everyone. Yeah. The funny thing to me is I assume that he was himself because if not, he is really creating some story problems because he's like, I know Carl Limley. (laughs) (laughs) But he steps onto the stage from behind a curtain and says, Mr. Carl Limley feels it would be a little unkind to present this picture without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. 
It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to, uh, well, we warned you. Um, loosely translated as y'all want to see some freaky shit or nah (laughs) he's like this is about to be fucked up yeah you want to see something really scary yes (laughs) no (laughs) it's funny to me because on a featurette universal added this later right after previews because i guess the audience was like i don't think we were prepared for that (laughs) like it was that scary to them wow that it's just so like watching seeing how this was there like scariest shit back in the day I was yeah like, really isn't that I'd crazy? hang out with this dude like i don't know <laughs> what y'all like, are afraid of the way that we've progressed yeah like mm-hmm. i cannot imagine showing like i can't even fucking hereditary or something like anything oh, they would need therapy like think of the kids if we showed the kids this they'd tear this movie apart well, of course yeah. because yeah. they don't yeah, yeah. They i think don't it's, get it. it's because it's been so built up i think the thing with me seeing it at five right is the atmospheric like tension building of halloween right it fit in my mind like frankenstein the tones they're not far off mm-hmm. and so that was fine but i imagine that if i grew up fucking at age five had already seen saw yeah, yeah. i'd be like what the hell yeah. is this? i thought you said we were watching a horror movie yeah, yeah. this is hilarious that dude was a doll yeah, that dude- yeah. <laughs> but edward van sloan exits stage right and we get the opening title carl limley presents frankenstein Carl Limley Jr.'s name actually appears three times on this title card. Mm-hmm. It, I understand. We you you what? had a big part in this. <laughs> I think honestly, because I know his father was not keen on horror, and so I think that the success of Dracula, he was like, "Look at this shit." Yeah, Carl Limley Jr. Me, 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also kind of a drawing of like a monster behind the title, right? Like beaming some kind of ray from his eyes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this was an early idea. Of what Frankenstein could have been? Probably. This is not the Frankenstein we get. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but as the opening titles continue, we see opened eyes swirling around the drawing of a monster. And interestingly, we talked a little bit off mic about this, but instead of crediting Mary Shelley, the credit reads, from the novel by Mrs. Percy B. Shelley. Not some fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why is that happening? And then you said it was the 30s. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) women didn't fucking matter. Oh, well, that's I'm like, did he write the book? That's like, and that is like a pioneer fucking book. Right. An entire genre. Put her name on it, dude. Like, that's crazy. I read that when it was first published, it was published anonymously. Really? Yeah. And it was dedicated to her father. And so people thought that this is how fucked up times were. Oh, God. It was anonymous, credited to her father. And they were like, wow. Dedicated. What did I say? Credited. Oh, yeah. He didn't write it. (laughs) (laughs) Dedicated to her father. And people were like, wow, I can't believe Percy Shelley wrote a novel for, <laughs> for his, his father-in-law. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. I'm leaving. <laughs> That's fucking infuriating. But another interesting credit that comes along is the monster is played by question mark. I really liked that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I Do you think that she published it anonymously because she didn't think it would be taken seriously if the name Mary was on it? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. But I know in later versions, it finally was right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the first one was anonymous. So it's possible. That makes me sad. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then even the movie's not giving her credit. 
Yeah. So damn. thank you for letting her write the like. I'm, I why know. is his name here? Peggy Weebling, the playwright, got a credit. I mean, so I'm well. Good for Peggy. <laughs> 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 the times they are changing. <laughs> But after the opening credits, we see a group of mourners gathered at a gravesite as a preacher reads a prayer in Latin. The preacher then rings a bell, and we also see what appears to be a skeleton in a robe. Yeah, I was like, damn, even old Grimm showed up yeah. for this. <laughs> He's like, he was a great man. Yeah. <laughs> I The way the set is designed, it's, it's very clearly a set, and I think that it works. Yeah. yeah. And the atmosphere it builds... I know that, and I don't know a lot on this subject, but from all the featurettes I watched, they had said that the set and a lot of the architecture was inspired by German Expressionism. All right. Like the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, uh-huh. uh, Metropolis, both, okay. both films I've never seen. So right. I can't it's speak like, to no, you can, yeah. yeah, you can see the, you can see the influence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a doctor. Yeah. For sure. There you go. But when seeing the Grim Reaper thing, I was like, was this filmed in a spirit Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but peeking over a coffin behind a gate is Fritz, played by our old friend Dwight Fry. Renfield! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you I was fucking excited. Yes. I I love him. He's my favorite part of Dracula. Yeah. I was a little like, he gives more of a physical performance in this mm. yeah. than a charismatic one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I want him to be crazy. I missed, yeah. Yeah, I missed I, the fucking, he was on 11 he in was. Dracula. I missed that, mm-hmm. but I was just happy that he came. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was happy he showed up. Thanks for showing up. I did read that Dwight Fry and James Whale worked together, I think, five more times after this because they wow. loved it. Another thing that I meant to mention up top was, says, you know, directed by James Whale. Uh-huh. Very amazing and surprising to me. Everything that I read, they said that James Whale in 1930s Hollywood was openly gay. I read that. I, oh. I fucking love that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the times, it's surprising to hear yeah. that. Yeah. There's actually a biopic made about James Whale. I think it's called Gods and Monsters. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And Sir Ian McKellen plays him. Oh, oh. shit. So okay. I, I want to see it. Yeah. I would definitely oh, watch yeah. that. But getting a little too overzealous, Fritz is eased a little lower by Henry Frankenstein, played by Colin Clive. He's about to blow up their spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's excited. The corpses, man. Henry literally says, down, you fool. So we know the dynamic. Yeah. I, I mean, he just he's just constantly abused. He's, he he's is. just typecast. Yeah, no sh- <laughs> <laughs> but they both settle behind the coffin as the funeral continues. The preacher gathers his ceremonial bell as the mourners depart with him. And then the grave digger, played by William Dyer, throws off his jacket and grabs his shovel to fill the hole with dirt. That man threw his jacket on the floor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then spit in his hands and fucking. It's time well, to get to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when did that? I've look. I've done a lot of like light yard work. Yeah, yeah. I've never once light? spit in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's for heavy yard work. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> you're not there yet. I haven't graduated. <laughs> I'm all I'm saying is uh, the holes I've dug. I've never. Uh, I'm, I've never spit okay, in my hands. Right. <laughs> That took me too long. Can we take that back? Take yeah, that just, edit that out. Yeah, we don't want that getting out. That was incriminating. <laughs> <laughs> but after his job is done, he taps the dirt, throws his hat on, and lights a well-earned cigarette before heading out. Henry realizes that now is their time to shine and rushes Fritz over to the freshly filled grave. With shovels in hand, the two men stand atop the mound and begin to dig. 
I laughed because they wasted no time. No, <laughs> like, yeah. He was not even fully yeah. done. Literally, someone could be like, oh, I forgot my... Yeah. <laughs> you still see the smoke coming from his trail. Yes. It's like, fuck. It's like, we need to get yeah. over there. One thing I did notice about Fritz is that he has a hunchback. Right. He is clearly the archetype for every scientist assistant. Yes. And it's interesting to see where these tropes begin. Yeah. yeah. I um when you first see him, I was like, Oh, it's Igor. Yeah, right. Like yeah. I, I already knew, but it's like, oh no, his name is Fritz. <laughs> Never mind. And, and that is the the funny thing I, I did notice with this Frankenstein and then like Dracula. Yeah, Dracula follows like the same look, but it's always changing. Frankenstein looks the fucking same. Yes. Yeah. Like this Frankenstein is the same is Frankenstein they use for period. everything. Yeah. yeah. I uh, did want to talk about Igor because Igor does come up and I don't want, I don't know if to call it the Frankenstein franchise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or right. what to yeah. even call it. But he is played by Bela Lugosi. Right. Later on in the franchise. Okay. So I don't know. So I don't. Yeah. Frankenstein's monster wasn't good enough for you, but you'll play Igor. He got to speak. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But with no time to lose, the men reach the coffin and turn it upright. Henry rests on it, commenting that the body inside is just resting, waiting for new life to come. I'm already. I mean, I feel like we all know what Frankenstein's monster is. Mm -hmm. Uh I feel like if I'm watching this in 1931, what the what the fuck? No (laughs) shit. You don't like. You really don't realize how dark the subject matter is. It is. I feel like we just accept it because we're so familiar with it and we know it. But the fact that, I mean, you would call Henry the protagonist right i think yeah you'd have to that this is how we're meeting him it's right. just an interesting choice yeah. Robbing not, a <laughs> not knowing the motivation but like skulking in the cemetery while people are grieving and right. then immediately running over and being like yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what we came it's for it's like am i supposed to relate to you yeah. <laughs> somehow it's just strange strange choice i was trying to think of what people at the time could even connect this to wasn't was burke and hair before this i have no idea you remember when they would i think they were like medical students and they would dig up corpses to practice on huh Really? Yeah, or sell them to fucking schools or something. They did something weird. Oh, wow. Uh, They're famous for bad reasons. That's all all I remember. But they completely remove the coffin from the grave, load it onto a wheelbarrow, and begin dragging it down a dirt road. They then stop when they notice a hanged body. They immediately head over to it, and Henry tells Fritz to climb up and cut the rope. He snatches the lantern that Fritz was holding and hands him a knife. When they see it, Fritz is like, it's still here. Yeah. It's like, where, where's it going to go? <laughs> well, they, they were a little too happy. They I'm, were very happy. Yeah, I know what they're doing. To, yeah, they're, yeah. But let's not do anything else with these bodies. All <laughs> the right? <fact> that they, <laughs> 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 they had to have seen this for him to be like, it's yeah. still yeah. here. Well, but they're um, like, hey, good looking. We'll be, yeah. <laughs> we'll be back for some dinner later. See, that's what I'm talking about. No good looking. Yeah, we no, don't need none of don't look at the cor- Don't look at the corpse like that. It is not that yeah. kind of film. It's 1931. <laughs> but Fritz holds the knife between his teeth as he drags himself up and cuts the noose with ease. The body, which is clearly a doll, yes. <laughs> drops, and Fritz tosses down the knife, which I'm that cannot be safe. No. <laughs> well, he like, gives well, a play-by-play. He Here does. comes he the knife. Yeah. Here I come. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. oh like, I yeah. get it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. More moving and less yeah. talking. <laughs> but he does jump down himself. He inquires about the condition of the body, and Henry, somewhat defeated, tells him that the neck is broken and the brain is useless. They have to find another brain. Again. What's happening? If you don't yeah. know, yeah. this is... 
too much. Yeah. Well, we were warned. We had the <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. You could have left. Yeah. Do you think people actually left? Yes. I wonder. Because you think said so. this was what? 31? Yeah. Man. Yeah, no, I definitely think people left. And yeah. I feel like people like us who would be the fucking weirdos. Uh-huh would be like oh like we're yeah. about to some freaky shit eat but our popcorn I, I definitely think some people were like maybe we're not ready for yeah. this that's sad they yeah. missed out they did but we fade to black then right back in on a shot of a sign for goldstadt medical college in a surgical theater dr waldman played by edward van sloan concludes a medical demonstration on a cadaver his assistants cover the cadaver in a white sheet and one of them knocks a hanging skeleton which bobs up and down and makes all the students laugh their asses off. They were fucking... Yeah. I, <laughs> okay. That was the funniest shit they ever was. seen. It's like they were all cats. Yeah. It was like, what the- <laughs> I was like, this is their always sunny, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's 1931. But Fritz peers down from a high window looking into the class and Waldman continues lecturing comparing two jars on his desk each filled with the brain. He motions to what he calls one of the most perfect specimens of a human brain that he's ever encountered, contrasting it with another jar, the abnormal brain of a criminal. Those two are too close to each other. <laughs> but I was like, a perfect brain? What a coincidence. It's yeah. exactly what yeah, we need. Yeah, he literally said that five seconds ago. <laughs> but Waldman compares the brains, the lack of convolutions, and the degeneration of the frontal lobe, all distinctive marks that signify the life led by the man the brain belonged to a life of brutality and violence and murder. So that's what's wrong with my brain. Huh? Am I missing lobes or smooth like or some missing shit? Missing lobes? <laughs> Degenerated. I, yeah, it's like, I, don't know I, I mean, I don't, maybe it's ignorant of me, but I was really impressed that they had this kind of observation in 1931. Right. Or that they felt like it would, it would play well for an audience to be like, look, it, it, go, it goes down to the brain. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I thought that was very interesting. I think it's interesting. It really does simplify what Mary Shelley was doing. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> it just makes me laugh because it's like that story was about creation, mm-hmm. abandoning it, playing God, etc. It's yeah, very yeah. existential. There's some of that in here, but it starts with this brain's back. He's got a yeah. bum. <laughs> he's got a bum brain. Yeah. <laughs> But Waldman leaves the jars on his desk for observation and dismisses the class. On commentary, they even mention the idea of eugenics possibly playing a role in the idea of a good brain and a bad brain. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because this was not added until Robert Flory, the guy that was going to direct Bela Lugosi, uh-huh. took over. Because this isn't, I don't believe, is part of the play either. Oh, huh. all right. So it was all his idea. And after he got fired, well, fire, that's a little hard. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, bad brain, get out! Yeah. <laughs> but after the project fell through, Universal kind of made an apology to him uh-huh. by giving him the film Murders in the Rue Morgue in 1932, which also starred Bela Lugosi. Oh, okay. So everything worked out for everyone. Right, everything's fine. Yeah, everything's pizza. <laughs> Old 1930s pizza. <laughs> But after the class leaves and the cadaver is wheeled out by the assistants, the camera sweeps past the exiting students and we cut to Fritz immediately opening the window and sneaking inside. They don't waste any time ever. Not at no. all. It's like somebody, uh, let me go grab my coat. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> no. You should have grabbed He's it. He's like, if they leave the room, they're gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a baby with object right. permanence. Yeah. <laughs> if I close my eyes, the world is in it. <laughs> they just don't go here anymore. But after getting the shit scared out of him by that skeleton, he promptly snags the jar marked normal brain and starts to leave. 
it is funny to me because they mentioned in a featurette mm -hmm. the bobbing skeleton was supposed to be a source of comedy to kind of set the audience at ease right for i guess what is coming or whatever mm -hmm. and i'm like man they still do that yeah yeah you oh know? yeah to they break the tension exactly yeah. so i mean i don't know if this started here but that's really cool that's interesting but out of nowhere and it's not explained where or why yeah a loud gong bangs yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a university. They got gongs everywhere. Uh, I mean, that where there? did you go? It's time for the next class. I, I, don't, I don't know. He's like, fuck, I gotta yeah. get out of here. <laughs> but this scares the hell out of him. He's already been proven to be quite jumpy and he drops the normal brain jar. God damn it, Fritz. I, I know it wouldn't have made a difference, but he took the lid off of it for some reason. When he grabbed it, he took the lid off. I don't know if he... And, and he was like, when he was like trying to move around before the gong, he was like sloshing the water over and he was like, why'd you take the lid off? <laughs> He's I, like, yep, this smells yeah, like a perfect... I, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I know it wouldn't have saved it even if he would have dropped them. Right. But he takes the other one in a second, but he doesn't take the lid off of that one. He just runs away with He's it. He's like, I'm not making that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it compromised the integrity yeah. of the jar. <laughs> I know that now. Yes. Piece of hair in there and shit. <laughs> oh, you know? He learns from his mistakes, yeah. that friend. But with no other options, and in an attempt to, I guess, avoid some kind of ass whooping from Henry, Fritz grabs the jar marked abnormal brain and rushes out the window. I feel like everything that happens subsequently would play better if maybe Fritz took the label off. Yes. Yeah. Or Fritz dumped everything into another jar or anything but what happens? <laughs> yeah. a jar that says the fucking abnormal brain yeah. in huge letters it on it. It is clearly marked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly it would have played better as well. I mean, it, it is a moment of comedy or whatever. Right. If he's through the window, he can't hear the lecture. Maybe the professor doesn't have the jars oh, clearly yeah. labeled. Well, that's why I was like, they're really close to each other. And then I saw the labels and I'm like, oh, well, it's clearly yeah. labeled. Yeah. Or maybe later he's like, oh, Henry, you should have taught me to read or something. Yeah, I mean, something. I don't, uh, Never comes up. but what happens. Because even, but that doesn't even work. Because even if Fritz can't read, Henry can. Yeah, that's true. And he just delivered him. A, I mean, I don't know. I don't give a that, fuck. Yeah, I was going to say, does that mean he fucking ripped the label off? And I was like, oh, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. That would have made more sense. If I saw him do that, I'd okay, be like, oh, yeah. man, Fritz is like, I'm not getting my ass beat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you wanted a brain. Here's, Here's the fucking brain. brain. <laughs> I, I just, the fact that he's just like, no, this will be fine. And then Henry's like, no, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? And it's not even that they're clearly labeled. Abnormal is underlined. <laughs> yeah. No, no, make no mistake. Baldwin's like, I do not want to mix these up. <laughs> but in the next scene, we get a shot of a photo of Henry on a desk, a candle burning near it. I was like, is that foreshadowing? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But a maid played by Cecilia Parker announces the arrival of Victor Moritz, played by John Bowles. He enters a lavishly decorated room to find Elizabeth, Henry's fiance, played by Mae Clark. Interestingly, I heard on commentary that the only person considered for this role, aside from Mae Clark, and she was also considered the role for Mina Harker on Dracula, mm -hmm. Betty Davis. Oh, uh, shit. All uh, right. They should have put Betty Davis in everything. They should have. <laughs> that was where <laughs> they went wrong. It is. And the funny thing that made me laugh is that Whenever they had said no to her in Dracula, yeah. it was because Carl Limley didn't think that she was sexy enough. Man, fuck off. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And so I looked to see why they said no to her for this. Yeah. And it was because Carl Limley still didn't think she oh was sexy. Oh, my God. What? He's like, it's I been know. 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking dick, okay. dude. Nothing's changed. Yeah. But they uh she May Clark got the part because she had worked with James Whale on his previous film. I think it was called Waterloo Park. 
Mm-hmm. And there's another actor in this film who was also in Waterloo Park, and we'll get to him in a bit. Okay. But Elizabeth, who summoned Victor, tells him that she just heard from Henry for the first time in four months. She asks for Victor's help, and he offers it without hesitation. She said that she's reread Henry's letter a bunch, but she just doesn't understand it. A picture of Henry that we saw earlier mm-hmm. rests in front of her as she reads from his letter, which I thought was kind of neat looking. Right. Yeah, it is. The thing that made me laugh was she was like, I don't understand what it means. And he's like, well, read it. And she starts reading it. And it literally oh, it makes- says yeah. exactly where he's staying. <laughs> that, that was my note. You made it sound like it was gibberish. It yes. Was, he's I, telling you I, what's I, going on. <laughs> I was waiting for some like cryptic poem yeah. or like. I love you, but don't follow me. Something like that. But he's like, I'm staying here and I'm working. I'm doing this. (laughs) Yeah. I have his letter. It says, you must have faith in me, Elizabeth. Wait. My work must come first, even before you. At night, the winds howl in the mountains. There's no one here. Prying eyes can't peer into my secret. That's that, that part, part's yeah, cryptic. I was like, but okay. he's like, I'm, he's in the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's working. So I mean, it's nothing nefarious. Well, it is very nefarious. It is. It is. But I mean, it's not. Which he's not. You know, stupid somewhere. Right. Plus, she knows where he's at. Yeah. So it's not like he's like, I'm just on a mountain. Yeah. No. But I'm letter, not gonna tell you where. The it's letter like, goes know. on. Yeah. yeah. Do you have the rest yeah. of it? He says he's living in an abandoned castle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know where the fuck he's at? <laughs> Near Goldstadt. Oh, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> He says he has an assistant to help with his, <laughs> his experiments, even. He's like, he, well, he just said no one's here. I'm like, Elizabeth. He's like, Fritz so is not a liar. Person. <laughs> so that was a fucking lie. But she says that what frightens her is that the day they got engaged, he told her about his experiments, saying that he was on the verge of something so amazing that he doubted even his own sanity. She says there was a strange look in his eyes, and though she's never doubted him, it still made her worry, even more so now that she's read this letter. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. Well, doesn't she say that he took off the day they announced their engagement? Yeah, which is also very <laughs> <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but you have you have no idea what this dude does for a living, really? Yeah. You're just going to marry him? I no? think this is off, He's a scientist? off book. No. Yeah. yeah. She knew what he did officially, but this is not oh, okay. his this official. Extracurricular. Right. Yes. It's like Walter is White is credit. a teacher. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who owns a car wash. We don't talk about the other shit. But Elizabeth asks if Victor has seen him, and he says that he saw him walking in the woods a few weeks ago, and he was going on and on about his experiments. Victor asked if he could visit his lab, but Henry just glared at him and said, no one can come there. (laughs) Super chill. I love that Victor's like, yeah, I never thought to mention it, but like- I did see him, and he was acting weird as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. He was carrying like a dead body. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He had a whole wheelbarrow full of them. (laughs) Yeah. But Elizabeth says that something must be done. So Victor says that he'll meet with Waldman, Henry's old professor from medical school. He tells her that he'd go to the end of the world for her. And she says that she wouldn't like that because she's far too fond of him. He's like, I wish you were. Calm down. Yes. Not Victor shooting his shot. Yeah. Dude, reel it in. And then well, <laughs> as it goes on, like they're friends. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not this is fucked up. If you're going to add introduce this, bring us more drama around this because this yeah. is really it. <laughs> the, well, the thing is is that I think I read somewhere that either in an in incarnation of the play or something, but the character of Victor or if he was called Henry, I don't know. Right, right, right. He was previously engaged to Elizabeth and she left him for Henry Frankenstein. 
Ah, okay. And so that adds drama to it because even with her reaction, <laughs> and they stayed friends. Um, I guess. Well, he's, I don't he's know like, about I'm, that. I'm a yeah. winner back. Imagine, <laughs> yeah. imagine being left for the dude that digs up dead bodies. Yeah, yeah no. You better look inward. And he hangs around with that other friend. Yeah. Guy. yeah. No. You left me for that yeah, dude. Right. You gotta, you gotta work on yourself, right. man. That would hurt. You're losing to a grave robber. Yeah, no. <laughs> But Elizabeth walks away and opens the door for him. He apologizes and they shake hands in the doorway, Elizabeth thanking him for his help and Victor bidding her a good night and telling her not to worry. But as Victor heads out, Elizabeth follows him and tells him that she's coming with him. He says that she can't, but she says that she must and that she'll be ready shortly. Does this give psycho vibes to anybody else? Loomis and uh, her sister? Yes. Oh, yeah. The way you do this for me? No, wait, I'm fucking coming too, right? Yeah, that's fair. I hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. all right. This is where it started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we then cut to Elizabeth and Victor in Waldman's office. Waldman sits behind his desk, surrounded by various skulls and test tubes, and he tells them that Henry Frankenstein is a brilliant young man, but so erratic that it worries him. Elizabeth asks why Henry left the university, as he was doing very well there, and Waldman admits that Henry's work in chemical galvanism and electrobiology were far beyond what was being taught at the university. Anybody who knows anything about Frankenstein? Yeah. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Or Frankenstein's monster. (laughs) (laughs) But in fact, he says, it was becoming dangerous and that he's changed as a result of his work, driven by an insane ambition to create life. He says the cadavers supplied by the university weren't good enough for his experiments, and so he offered to supply his own as long as the university didn't mind where he got them. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. That's a big ask. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, don't be asking questions about the bodies. Are you killing these people? (laughs) (laughs) But the university obviously gave him a flat no, so Henry pulls a Miguel Prado, and he's like, well, then fuck you. <laughs> and he just leaves, and so he can go work unencumbered. Victor reasons with Waldman, telling him it's just the lives of animals. Who cares about a few rats and dogs? Yes, animals. Right. First of all, I care about rats and dogs. Yeah. But secondly, Victor, is that are those the cadavers you think they have at this university? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a medical. Listen, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> Waldman leans in real close because he's clearly not picking up what he's putting yeah. down. <laughs> He says, Henry Frankenstein is only interested in human life, first destroying it, then recreating it. That's his dream. But Elizabeth asks to visit Henry, but Waldman says that she won't be able to see him. She reminds him of his influence on Henry, asking if he'll come with them. But Waldman reminds her that Henry isn't his student anymore. But he's very easily persuaded. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say she gets her way anyway. Yeah. Like, he was like, like, I just. Hey, w- Victor, come with me. All right, All let's right, go. I, I just wanted to feel needed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted you to ask. Same thing with the doctor. Hey, doc, come with me. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was like, well. She literally, he's, he says no. Yeah. And then she goes, he respects you. And he goes, very well. Yeah. He's like, I like that. <laughs> That's yeah. all it took. That sounds great. <laughs> Dr. Waldman has joined you. the party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm Say here. more, fam. And he is very, the, like, I guess, kind of authoritative presence, very similar to Van Helsing. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of getting typecast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he's also in The Invisible Man. Really? Does yeah. he play Dr. Waldman? Wow. <laughs> I don't remember. I think he's like, and I'm Van Helsing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dual role. It's pretty impressive. 
But in the next shot, we see a long curved road leading up to that abandoned castle as the wind howls and the thunder crackles. So he described it properly. He did. Inside, Henry roams around his makeshift laboratory. He calls up to Fritz, who's up at the top, who confirms that he's made the proper connections and at Henry's request, heads down to help further with the necessary attachments. Henry mixes liquids in a round bottom flask as Fritz climbs down the rope. The storm frightens Fritz, and Henry calls him a fool again and says that if the storm does what he hopes it will do, Fritz will have plenty to be afraid of before the night's over. (laughs) (laughs) Fritz, you deserve better. At this point, he deserves better than this. Where's the HR department? I (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand why Henry keeps tasking Fritz with shit to do when he can't do anything right according to him why doesn't well i mean who else has he got yeah where did he find fritz was fritz also going to the university fucking lightning roof like yeah it's like it's scary up here man (laughs) 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 and also like i thought you just wanted to create life right Mm -hmm. so why is he like well if you think that shit's scary no this (laughs) is clearly like literally a god complex oh yeah and he's He's in charge of everything. He's going to create life. He's going to, you know, treat Fritz like shit. It just is what it is. Well, I don't like it. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) But he urges Fritz to fix the electrodes as he pops on a pair of headphones, which honestly left me a little shook because they look a lot like the headphones we're wearing right now. (laughs) (laughs) No shit. I did not know that they had that at that time. I was like, okay. Yeah. But he remarks that the storm will be magnificent and that this time they're ready. Fritz agrees. I'm like, this time? Yeah. Yeah. How many failed? No, we've tried this before. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But then he is immediately frightened by a large covered body on an exam table. Henry tells him there's nothing to fear. No blood, no decay, just a few stitches. He then draws Fritz's attention to the head of the corpse, which is covered in bandages, except for black hair covering a rather flat looking scalp. Henry says that this is the most important touch, the brain that Fritz stole the brain of a dead man waiting to live again inside the body that he made. This is why he got out of bed this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. But Henry calls for one final test and tells Fritz to throw the switches. He covers the cadaver's face and we see the electrical pulses of machinery and hear loud metal screeching and clanking. Henry is pleased and he says in 15 minutes, the storm will be at its height and they'll be ready. Did his weather app say that yes yeah. <laughs> he's using accuweather he's like, wow, that's what we the got- headphones told him right? yeah. <laughs> we got 15 minutes he's like oh it's red there hey yeah. siri yeah <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the electricity and everything is a product of the film right uh maybe the play but i know that shelly was a little more vague in her writing yeah with some people even saying that it could have been black magic huh that brought the monster to life Interesting. Which would have been an interesting thing. I yeah. always thought it was the electricity, but yeah. again, that's just from I, what I've seen. I feel seen. like we're exactly. so, because this is so influential right. and so iconic, this kind of takes over yeah, you know, yeah. our reference of who the monster is, what uh-huh. it looks like, yeah. how it came to be. Like This kind of erases everything right, before right. it. It's the visual medium. Yeah. yeah. It makes it easy yeah. with pop culture. Uh, one cool thing that I did read was that the electrical special effects and the devices were provided by a guy called Kenneth Strickfaden. Uh huh. And he was kind of the guy for this kind of stuff at the time. Right. And he actually worked on The Wizard of Oz eight years later. Oh, shit. Cool. And he worked on The Monsters. Cool. Wow. His last credit, though, surprised me. Uh huh. And I read in Parade Magazine 
Mel Brooks asked Mel for Brooks. his help on Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Love a Young Frankenstein. Absolutely. <laughs> That's really cool. The uh, machines that we see in this film, uh-huh. some of them were used in Young Frankenstein. Nice. Because Strick Fodden kept them in his garage. Wow. I was going to say. I would too. There's yeah. there's one on the wall that shoots the sparks and yeah, all that. Yeah. That looks fucking cool. I was like, oh, wow, for being so old. Yeah. Like, yeah. That looks good. Yeah, it's How impressive. much for the... I want it. Yeah. <laughs> I bet everyone in that room was at risk. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is very dangerous. Right, I was like, look, you got 10 seconds of that thing yeah. shooting sparks and we've got to turn it off. This is a hot set. Yeah. <laughs> but just then, with perfect timing, there's a knock at the door. The way they react is literally how I react when there's a yeah. <laughs> like, who's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> They're like, drop the lights, close the door. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of loud noise and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Get down, be quiet. But Henry tells Fritz to send them away, saying not to let them in, but also saying, leave them to me. I'm like, which which yeah. is it? Now? Yeah, what do you want? It's poor Fritz because I'm like, whatever he does, he's wrong. It's gonna be the wrong one. So cool. But Fritz heads downstairs and Henry mutters to himself, of all the times for people to show up. The thing is though, is you probably shouldn't have written a letter and told elizabeth exactly where to find you yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you didn't want anybody coming didn't no even make shit. it difficult <laughs> no but fritz as well talked shit the entire way down the staircase he then opens the door to find elizabeth Waldman, and victor he speaks through a small metal grate telling them that they can't come in and promptly shuts the door in their faces they continue to knock and Fritz just mocks them on his way back up the stairs. <laughs> like maybe I was wrong about I Fritz. Was, yeah. <laughs> Fritz, you know, I, I'll defend Renfield to the death, but Fritz really does start to show his <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> It made me laugh because he like closes the door on them and then leaves and they're like, at least give us shelter. Dude, yeah, yeah, no shit. They're yeah. out in the <laughs> rain. Like, God damn. <laughs> I fucking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, we won't even talk to you. No. Just let us just, I'll stay in the on- <laughs> the alcove. Goddamn. But barely shielded from the storm by umbrellas, the three call up to Henry. The camera travels up the side of the building, reaching a window at the top where Henry is standing. He asks who it is and says that they must leave him alone. But when he finds out it's Elizabeth, he heads down to speak to them through the grate. He repeats that they must leave him alone. But when Elizabeth pleads with him for shelter, as you said, it's the least you can do. It's fucking storming out here, dude. You know it's bad out here. He reluctantly obliges. And it's funny because when he opens the door, you see how hard it is raining. Yeah. It's like, God damn. It's raining really hard, but their umbrellas were working overtime because everyone is dry. (laughs) (laughs) But now inside, Henry begs Elizabeth to just go home and leave him to his work. He promises there's nothing wrong, but he says that she could ruin his experiment. She tells him that she believes in him, but that she can't leave him alone tonight. When that doesn't seem to be satisfactory, Victor busts in on the scene, telling Henry that he is crazy. Well, he also calls him inhuman. Yeah. Uh, Victor fucked up. He could have <laughs> called him anything. The crazy is really what yeah. it sets him off. Because Henry's like, I got your crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. He immediately he doesn't let go of that no (laughs) crazy am i yeah yeah. which i'm sorry no yeah he tilts his head at victor giving him psycho peepers and he's like crazy yeah he's like that's what i'm talking about right right there yeah someone take a picture so we can show him my only thought was punch him doc you try to move in on your girl yeah yeah no he, he, he is he is yeah but henry says that they'll see if he's crazy or not and invites them up to his laboratory it's so funny 
that he's like, no, 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 you can't, blah, blah, blah. You're crazy. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, come on. All right. <laughs> you want to see what crazy is? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we're about to get murked in that lab up there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but once they're at the door to the laboratory, Henry turns around and is like, are you sure you want to come yeah. in? They all say that they do. And so he lets them inside. I think I'd be like, maybe not. Yeah. Like there's, you're clearly doing something fucked up up there. Right. You said the waiting room's downstairs? Yeah, right? that's fine. I just really wanted to get out of the rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My app said that it's going to be at its peak in about 50 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But once inside the lab, their eyes dart around curiously as Henry locks the door behind them, calling it an unusual precaution. Don't like that. Not at mm-hmm. all. But then he gets right in Victor's face, telling him to sit down. When he won't, he barks at him and tells him again. He then calmly asks Elizabeth to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come on, baby. Just yeah. <laughs> it's a case by case basis. Cool, man. Just, just sit down. Not always a monster. But he reminds Victor of how he just called him crazy because he's not letting that go. <laughs> yeah. He didn't like that. And he's like, we'll see about that tomorrow. But before he can continue, Fritz shouts, don't touch that. The two men rush over to the exam table to find Waldman poking around at the body. I laughed out loud because Henry was so single minded and focused on the crazy comment yeah. and being pissed off at Victor that Waldman just fucking wandered over. Like yeah. nobody was watching him at all. Like, so you call me crazy motherfucker? Waldman's like, knocking over machines. But Henry motions for Waldman to see his way to the others and he sits down next to them. Henry explains that he learned a lot from Waldman about the ultraviolet ray, which Waldman said was the highest color in the spectrum. Wrong. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) He says that his machines have gone far beyond that, so much so that he's discovered the ray that first brought life into the world. Waldman asks for proof, and Henry says that he'll soon have it. He says he started with small animals, then graduated to a human heart that he kept beating for three weeks, and now... He's going to use that ray to bring the body on the table to life. That whole three-week beating heart thing, we really just gloss over that. Yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) kind of a big fucking deal. Well, it just makes me laugh that he's just got a heart on his desk or whatever. He's like, it's still going. And then on day 21, he's like, oh, I think it stopped. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) Three weeks? Goddamn. Not bad. But Waldman is incredulous that Henry could bring the dead back to life, but Henry corrects him. That body has never lived. He created it himself from bodies he found. He then invites everyone to check out his handiwork, Waldman barely lifting up the sheet and walking away. The way he said, I don't think that that's the flex you think it is. No. He's like, no, I <laughs> gathered these parts. Yeah, it's it's like, like, dude, what the fuck? Well, you know, he did all the hard work. <laughs> <He did. Yeah. laughs> really, it you was probably credit. more Fritz. Yeah. yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> I think my thing is that Elizabeth's here the whole time and she's like, I'm going to marry that man. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> now, I assume because we do meet Henry's father later. Right. Baron Frankenstein. Yeah. And so they live in a fucking castle. She's uh, like, look, I'm putting up with a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. so that, that makes that sense makes more side man, Victor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, she's like, he's fucking around with electricity. He's probably not going to be around much longer. Yeah. Like, I just pay your dues. This is going to be my there castle. Yeah. <laughs> castle Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> But Henry feverishly remarks, quite a scene, one crazy man, three very sane spectators. Fritz is like, and Fritz. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am also here. <laughs> we don't even count him. And I'm all right. I'm in the middle. <laughs> but suddenly, lightning flashes from on high, thunder clattering. Henry and Fritz snap to test the machinery, quickly uncovering the body on the table. 
As machines buzz and flash, the table is pulled overhead on chains directly into the storm. Henry and Fritz watch eagerly as Waldman looks on in shock, and Victor and Elizabeth cower in fear. Now you look a little crazy. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, no. love it, love it. It's such a tense moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's I this was very effective for me. Oh, absolutely. I will say that Elizabeth and Victor are cowering a little too close to yeah. each other. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> what did they say? Leave some room for Jesus or something? Yeah. <laughs> But after dramatic flashes of lightning, the table is lowered back into the laboratory. Henry rushes to check the body, and in a close-up shot, we see that its right hand is beginning to move. Henry softly says to himself, It's moving. It's alive. As it raises its arm, Henry is overcome, shouting, It's alive! Victor attempts to restrain him, but he blurts out, in the name of God, now I know what it feels like to be God. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I, I mean, he looks like he's having a good time. He's, he's having I a mean, great so, time. Yeah. I mean, that looks like it feels good. The, mo- <laughs> <laughs> the moment is super iconic, too. Yeah. It's yes. a lo- I feel like even if you haven't seen the film, you've seen that part. Right. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, my me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that really worked. <laughs> he just stands there writhing joyously and in awe of his own creation, and we fade to black. Now, as you said, iconic as fuck. It is. I mean, I just feel like nothing else lived up to this moment for him. No. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Any it, any man can play God, but it takes a real man to play daddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nay, like, hey, he's not the stepfather. Yeah. <laughs> he's the step god that's yeah. whatever the fuck. You know, you, you, we've all seen I'm the, the shirt. god that stepped down. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I'm not in charge of designing shirts. <laughs> so the line about being God, mm-hmm. 1931 controversial as fuck yeah oh, I re- didn't they take it out they did there were some markets in 31 that they took it out they covered it with the sound of thunder and then in 1937 when it was re-released it was cut completely from everything oh, wow. like, now i can be he's <laughs> like what was the last yeah, what, was it? <laughs> what does he want to be <laughs> but i think they said that it wasn't until the 1980s that it was restored they thought it was sacrilegious but i'm like the whole film is sacrilegious. The, in, the entire really? film. Really? Yeah. The yeah. Whole th- what is he doing? He is being. <laughs> if we're not saying it, it yeah. doesn't. It it lessens it or something. Well, I mean, we can see it, just don't yeah. say it. I guess. I the whole thing is funny to me. The sensibilities of the time, but there is one cool thing that I learned on commentary that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Uh, whenever the film came out in '31, a young man named Earl Bakken watched Frankenstein in the mm-hmm. theaters. And he was fascinated by the idea that electricity could bring life to something unalive. Right. And so in 1957, he invented the first wearable pacemaker. Oh, Get the shit. Fuck out of here. Nice. Because of Frankenstein. Saving Hell, lives. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that amazing? But we cut back to the parlor where we first met Elizabeth, and she sits with Henry and Baron Frankenstein, Henry's father, played by Frederick Kerr. It. <laughs> They're super chill. In oh, this yeah. scene. I would be fucking traumatized after seeing that. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how much time is supposed to have passed, but not a lot. 
If yeah. I'm not mistaken, it's four days. That's really hilarious. Yeah. I would still be like with the blanket over my shoulders holding a hot drink <laughs> with both hands. <laughs> I would be fucked up. No, this that is that is a lifetime scarring. <laughs> oh yeah. I am scarred for life. I don't there is no recovery, but they are and they're just chilling and still talking about a fucking wedding. They're like, Oh Baron, like Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I'd expect you to marry me if I'm building dead bodies know, and bringing yeah. them back to life in the backyard. <laughs> You're God now. <laughs> well, and all, and that's the thing is that even though, like, even with all the shit that he just did, the freak out that we just saw him have about yeah. calling himself God. You're still like, that's, that a, that's a big yeah. turn off, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> what an ego. That's, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> but Frederick Kerr was the other actor that was in Waterloo Park with May Clark. Mm. That rhyme. <laughs> 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 but uh, his character for me is the bit of character that we got and enjoyed from Renfield, where it's just a dude being absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yes, and he is. But Baron wants to make contact with his son, and Victor tells him that Henry is busy, but will be in touch with him soon. Baron calls bullshit, saying that he's not an idiot, and says that there's clearly something wrong here. Victor and Elizabeth try to calm the situation, saying he's just busy with experiments, but Baron doesn't buy it. He ponders why Henry is out in an old, busted windmill when he has a house, good food, and a pretty girl to come home to. Once again, everyone knows where Henry is. Yeah, yes. no shit. <laughs> I can take it to him. I mean, it? I know he's doing crazy shit, and his dad seems like some somewhat of a character so far, but... Why do you you really don't think it's safe to tell his pops what's going on? I, I think mean, I mean if anybody should know, I right, would imagine it would be his father, right? Yeah. Well, he's the he's the Baron. Yeah, this guy's just, a he's a peach. I mean, <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely something. He immediately jumps to a conclusion. Henry is cheating. He even jokes. <laughs> he goes, "These must be some experiments." I'm like, "This is a little risque for him." Yeah, the and, uh, experiments are sitting right there, dude. Yeah, yeah. and Elizabeth's like, "Uh, hi." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. He's like, "They're probably fucking hot, dude." <laughs> Better than, and he just circles with <laughs> his finger. <laughs> but Elizabeth says that he's wrong. But they're then interrupted by the maid, who tells Baron that the Burgomaster is here to see them. Oh shit! Yeah. Is that the guy that yells in town or what? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so Burgomaster comes from Burgermeister, which means town master. So he's basically like the mayor. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, it sounds like the Hamburglar. Yeah. <laughs> Is it just me? Well, he's Same the thing. master yeah. of burgers. Yeah. Yeah. Burglars. Yeah. <laughs> Hamburglars. I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> I've gone off the rails. <laughs> cut, like, that, cut that, cut that. That wasn't in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly it wasn't in my notes. <laughs> But Baron says that he probably doesn't have anything important to say, just as Air Vogel, the Burgomaster, played by Lionel Belmore, walks in. Vogel greets everyone, and Baron says if it's trouble, he can go away because he's got enough of that already. <laughs> this dude is fucking... Yeah. He's a lot. I laughed because Vogel says, oh, it's no trouble. And <laughs> Baron's like, what do you mean no trouble? Yeah. It's like nothing. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> How can I make you happy? <laughs> But Vogel gives Elizabeth a bouquet of flowers that he brought, and he asks when the wedding is going to be, because the village has already prepared for it. Baron says until Henry comes to his senses, there won't be a wedding, and he tells Vogel that the village better unprepare. <laughs> the fucking sass, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> you need to take it down a couple notches. Because even if he's, like, super rich or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Does his title go over the mayor's title? He is treating the mayor like shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> like I was confused about that blatant, too. Blatantly. Yeah. So, so I'm like, I don't so. understand the rank here, but he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But Vogel is in disbelief, annoying the hell out of Baron with his continued pleading until Baron just kicks him out. Vogel bids good day and heads out and <laughs> Baron responds with, and good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, this relationship is strange. But Baron is pissed, saying that Henry is keeping all of them waiting and he's going to go get him himself. He says he knows there's another woman and he's going to find her. This never comes up again. Yeah. <laughs> nope. nope. Wouldn't this concern make more sense if he were Elizabeth's father? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. I feel like his anger and like that motivation of like, no, a wedding, like yeah. all of that would make more sense if he was sticking up for his daughter. Yeah. But he's just like, no, I fucking hate my son. Yeah. Like He's cheating on you. <laughs> I don't. It's I don't weird. Get that and I think all of this was added because if I'm not mistaken, Henry, I know that him and Elizabeth had the thing or whatever, but I don't remember reading about anything in the novel where... He's got like a barren father, and yeah. no, the novel huh. the novel goes in a complete. None of this shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be clear, it is a completely different thing. We're but lucky we get the monster, this, right? <laughs> <laughs> the whole motivation of him and why he's so angry, and so, it's just weird to me. No, it's strange. He, but at the same time, I appreciate his fucking moxie, right? Oh no, yeah, he's got it in in loads of it for yeah. sure. But back at the laboratory, Henry casually smokes a cigarette at his desk while Waldman paces in the background. He tells Waldman to sit down, telling him that he should be patient and not expect perfection immediately. Waldman tells Henry that his creature should be kept under guard and says, Mark my words, he will prove dangerous. Henry laughs it off, basically reminding him that dangerous is a necessary aspect of science and exploration. He asks if Waldman ever wanted to look beyond the clouds and the stars to learn what changes darkness into light. He says if he could explain the wonders of the world, like what eternity is, for example, he wouldn't even care if people thought he was crazy. Are you coming on to me? <laughs> <laughs> How are you getting that here? This is like, have you ever wanted to see? I don't know. I was like, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> um, I've, that really, I feel like that word is an absolute trigger for him. Right. Yeah. Like he really, I wish, I don't know. I guess this, this, the film as it is, isn't really conducive to like his background or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But this is like very sore for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder what kind of shit he went through at the university. Right. Exactly. Well, he's like, well, what if I bring my own corpses? They're like, you're They're crazy. Like, you're <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. The story went a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Valman reminds him that he's young and blinded by his own success. He tries to break it down for him. Right now, they have a creature in there with a brain, but Henry cuts him off. He says, a brain that needs to develop. A perfectly good brain, and Valman should know because they swiped it from his laboratory. Cool. Yeah. yeah thanks. thanks. It's like, well, it was a little late for, I mean, yeah. if you were going to prosecute or anything. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's the statute of limitations yeah. on brains? On brains? <laughs> yeah. You're really going to take a living thing's brain back? Yeah. <laughs> inconsiderate. But Waldman drops the bomb. The brain that was stolen from his lab was a criminal brain. Henry looks rocked for a moment, but then shrugs it off, saying the brain's just a piece of dead tissue. God damn it, Fritz. <laughs> but he's like, you mean abnormal means not super normal? Yeah, well, yeah. inflammable it means mean flammable. Super normal. So. <laughs> Thought it was the same shit. But Waldman says that only evil can come from this and that Henry has created a monster that will destroy him. Henry says that he believes in this monster and that if Waldman doesn't, he can get out. I mean, yeah. 
He's like, if you don't like what we're doing yeah. here, yeah. I just when will these like dudes realize that you're only as good as your sidekick? They have yeah. their sidekicks doing all the dirty work. Right. They get these fucking weird dudes that nobody else wants to fuck with. Yeah. And now look at where you are. The hiring process could use <laughs> a little work. <laughs> a little work is all. But Waldman attempts to appeal to him by bringing up his family. But Henry says that Elizabeth believes in him. Granted, his father doesn't believe in anyone, so that's a wash. But he has to experiment further. He says his creation has only been kept in darkness, but wait until he's brought into the light. Just then, we hear slow footsteps approaching, and Henry snaps to look at the source of the sound. He realizes that his creation is on its way into the room, and he turns off the light to not startle him. A door creaks open, and a large figure walks into the room backwards. He turns around, stepping out of the shadows, and revealing himself as the monster played by Boris Karloff. This reveal was genuinely creepy to me yes i don't know what it was about him like coming in backwards Mm -hmm. like he doesn't understand right and then turning around and his eyes just look so fucking sad like i don't know this was like it's like fuck like you see them like no like my creation but to actually see Mm -hmm. the monster what i was like fuck you shouldn't have done this, yeah. Henry. <laughs> this is a really <laughs> bad idea. Well, I think like for me, it was all anticipation being built to see what the monster's face looks like. Right. Yeah. Because when he's on the table, it's the only thing that's really bandaged. And then when he walks into the room, he's walking in backwards through a shadow. Yeah. And it's like, when are we going to see this dude? Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's like, this is the head you chose for me, dude. God yeah. damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rocking a flat top like yeah, Arnold. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my forehead. Like, who yeah. do I talk to? <laughs> I did want to talk about the makeup the Mm. electrodes all that stuff right but firstly i have to call out boris karloff yeah because he doesn't have a lot to say but there's a lot of emotion just in his physical appearance oh yeah his eyes it's an incredible performance and you know bela lugosi kind of missed out yeah on what could have been something great for him Obviously, this is a star-making role Mm -hmm. for Boris Karloff. You go on to play The Mummy, a ton of other roles. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, But according to his daughter, he had been in Hollywood for 10 years at this point, and this was actually his 81st film. (gasps) Damn. Yeah. Just not in a big role? No. Wow. I think in 1931 alone, he made 10 pictures. God. Holy shit. They They were were cranking cranking him out. out. (laughs) Fucking A. But he was discovered by James Whale just hanging out in the commissary. He said he liked his bone structure. And he's like, hey, you want a screen test for Frankenstein? He's like, hell yeah, I want a screen test for Frankenstein. You're a big ass dude. (laughs) A what? Sure. (laughs) But the makeup was done by Jack Pierce, who was the head of Universal's makeup department at the time. He would go on to do makeup for the mummy, the wolfman, etc. But in an interview with Rick Baker, he kind of broke down the makeup design for Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And he said that the brow and the head were built up layer by layer with like adhesive and cotton Mm -hmm. instead of using some kind of like prosthetic thing. Right. So it was way more difficult to wear and remove. Right. Considering the materials. But it also gives you a very unique look. Right. And he's kind of the pioneer of a lot of these techniques. All right. And they said that it took total... Uh, this is a application and removal seven hours every day Fuck. for Boris Karloff. I, th- I think they said that his boots, his shoes were like 13 pounds a piece or something. 
Like, it's just like Fuck this dude is here. going through it. <laughs> That's a lot. I bet he was so tired oh, and sore. Yeah. Oh, well, they, I have something to talk about his back later, which is crazy. Oh. But uh, they also added makeup to the eyes, like you were talking about, mm. because Karloff said that his eyes shouldn't appear too alive. Yeah. And so they added, like, kind of like a lower lid to his top it's lid so heavy to where his eyes almost look haunted yeah they do and they're like just so sad like he's not really there yeah, he's yeah. just it i don't know it, it's very for me it was incredibly effective it works really well oh yeah i think the thing that always gets me the most and i finally found an explanation for it is his sunken in cheek mm-hmm. and the reason that he has that is because karloff offered to have part of his bridge removed for this role. <laughs> and so that way they could give the monster the sunken in cheek look. And it look, it just works. He's like, just take my teeth out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. The fucking commitment that some people, yeah. it's insane. But obviously, you know, he becomes a horror icon after this. Yeah. Uh, two roles I have to call out, of course. The first being one for, for me personally. Uh, he appears in Mario Bava's horror anthology, Black Sabbath. All right. Uh, the first segment of which is uh, giallo based, but <laughs> we're not gelato based. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's delicious. <laughs> uh, but fun fact, in the cartoon that we've all seen from, I believe, the 60s, Boris Karloff narrated and played the Grinch. Uh, Holy shit. Uh, all right. Yeah. Just a fun fact. Nice. I love that. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> But we get a couple of close-up shots from different angles of the monster, and that I'm assuming probably this is when a lot of the audience left as well. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, fuck this. <laughs> Waldman was right. <laughs> I'm not cut out for this. Because, I mean, even today, it's still... No, yeah, it looks good. Like, frightening. Like I said, this is Frankenstein. Yeah. Right. Period. There is... I mean, I'm sure there's different ways, but they they all try to stick to this same, very same image. And I mean, the thing about like modern interpretations is you see a, it's a lot more like stitch work. Right. But nothing is going to top this, yeah, man. No. It's just perfect. Yeah. It is. I don't know if it's perfect because it's been so long that we've known it. Right. But it's my favorite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Henry guides the monster forward as he takes slow, awkward steps. The monster stands in front of a chair, Henry asking him to sit down. Eventually, he settles sharply into the chair, and Henry's like, see? He understands me. Mm, he's not dangerous. He's chill. Yeah. He's <laughs> he just out. wants to sit yeah. down. He throws him a treat. Like, yeah. He's like, these, these boots are fucking heavy. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> he requested the chair. <laughs> but Henry then opens up the roof, the sunlight pouring in, and the monster stands up, slowly making his way over. He stares up, reaching his stitched together arms up to the light, attempting to grasp it, and is dismayed when Henry closes the roof. This moment, there is like sadness in it. Yeah, it is, and I don't know why Henry did that. I, he's like, no, you see the fuck that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First he's like, let me <laughs> let me shut off the light so that it doesn't scare him. Now let me show him the sign. Oh, he wants the sign. Close it. Yeah. It's like, what yeah, the I don't fuck know. are you doing? Is it natural? Like, I don't natural light that he's like testing. Right. That he's like, okay, fire is bad. Yeah. But. He's like, this is a taste of of freedom and the Ooh. outside psych it's like i don't why are you doing that I, you're our protagonist yeah, yeah. <laughs> i took it as that huh. was that he was like i we need to see how he reacts to direct sunlight uh-huh. you know what i mean i didn't take it as he was just being an asshole i just don't like henry <laughs> no <laughs> he's not the greatest no he's not <laughs> i am not giving him the benefit of the doubt <laughs> 
But Henry approaches the monster, and from a distance, Waldman's like, be careful, dude. But Henry just asks him to sit down again, and once again, he does. Yeah. Seated in the chair, the monster reaches his arms out for reasons undetermined, but the camera lingers on his hands, and again, it's almost like he's still reacting to the sunlight that he touched. Yeah. Fritz then busts in with a lit torch in hand, asking where the monster is, and as soon as he sees him seated in a chair, screams very loudly. God damn it, Fritz. (laughs) This room was so calm and chill. Yes. That was, you did not need to come in here like that. And Henry was scoring points on Waldman. He's like, you see that shit? And now it's all about to. He's like, wildfire! (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? Advantage Waldman. Yes. (laughs) The monster sees the torch and launches out of the chair, shielding himself with his mouth closed, screaming muffled screams. Well, this dude's like swinging the fucking thing in his face. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like chill out, man. My man just got LASIK surgery. Your <laughs> your torch is too close. Back up. How could you not know? Yeah. <laughs> but realizing that he is the largest thing in the room, the monster rushes over to fuck Fritz up. But Henry and Waldman head him off at the pass. He struggles, but eventually gets past them, swiping at the torch. Waldman clubs the monster in the back of the head, and they force him to the ground as Fritz ties him up. They then take him down into the cellar and chain him up. So at this point, is it too early to call the experiment a failure? Mm, what I mean, what was the experiment? I, well, that I mean, he could bring life. That's, that's success. It. He did that. He's like, oh, there's more. Like you gotta. That's what uh, I'm saying. You can have fun making them, Henry, but you don't know how to fucking take care of them. Well, <laughs> hold on though. It. He was cool. Hmm. Bob was sitting in the chair, cool until Not Fritz Bob. ran in here. What he, the what, fucking I, truth? I feel like I have some thoughts on that later on because it's it's a very with the monster. I feel like it's you get what you give. Right. Yeah. Uh, like that song. Yeah. <laughs> New Radicals. What, right? I feel like that's what it was. He was being very calm and very patient. Right. And the monster was responding in kind. Yeah. And then Fritz came in on some bullshit and the monster responded in kind. Mm-hmm. And it this is just a pattern that repeats. Right. Like if y'all would just chill the fuck out and treat it with calm and kindness. Oh, yeah. Even with the, I know we're all, this all boils down to some, you know, criminal brain or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. He, that's not how he acted from the beginning. It's not. So would you say that maybe this film is kind of trying to maybe comment on... Nurture. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe. Like, I mean, if you look at Henry as a parent, he's kind a of... terrible parent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's uh, not really giving him the best example. Right. Uh, bringing him around people that don't yes. <laughs> mean him well. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's that's and i'll say it after we you know get to the end of the movie but that's pretty much what i got out of this movie yeah yeah, yeah. but we get a shot of the monster rattling his chains and screaming wildly in the cellar which earns the ire of fritz who rushes down the stairs and whips his ass with a belt there's no need for any of this no you know what it is is i think that fritz has been on the bottom for it's so misplaced. long and he's maybe. like you know i think he was like oh you're gonna take my fucking spot uh-uh oh, that, like, yeah, maybe. No. who knows Oh, I didn't yeah, even think of that. Like, oh, you're bigger than me, stronger? No, no, yeah, no. We're not I doing thought that. it was more like what you said that Henry treats him like shit and he's like, oh, now I have no, the upper maybe. hand on something. Yeah. yeah, John Doe has the upper hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else I was thinking was maybe it was a matter of like the sins of the father. He's like, your dad has been kicking my ass yeah. for, that. for however many years or whatever their yeah. history is because that's not established. They could have right. met in that last week. <laughs> <laughs> 
But Henry puts it to a stop, snatching the belt and telling Fritz to leave him alone. Not even two seconds after Henry leaves, Fritz uses a torch to strike fear into the monster, grinning maniacally as he cowers into the corner. So I did hear in commentary portions of this scene were cut because they thought that it was going too far in the torture. Really? Yeah, he's just holding the. Yeah, flame. I was gonna say he's just swinging the torch. Have they around. not seen Hostel? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually based off of Hostel. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay, I, see, I, see. I got it. I got it. They got the little room in the cellar, yeah. and it's very clear. But eventually, the monster has had enough, and we see him rise before being knocked against the bed by Fritz. Back upstairs, Henry and Waldman pour through medical books. This made me laugh because I'm like, you're not going to find anything yeah. about this. <laughs> this has never you, happened you before. You remember your whole thing about <laughs> being the first to do this? Yeah. Yeah. So you built a zombie. <laughs> it's, like, I don't... it's like, no, there's a guide right yeah, here. Right. <laughs> zombie parents parenting for dummies. Exactly. Yeah. Should have read the guide. But their research is interrupted by the screeching, pained screams of Fritz. They rush downstairs, Henry snapping at Waldman to hurry, even though he's not even two steps behind him. It's like, man, Henry, yeah. <laughs> Henry sucks. <laughs> and he's all old. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, dude, a- I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> Fucking asshole. And it's funny to me because I think he just didn't want to go down there alone. Uh, yeah, that's true. He's I- like, oh, well, go, hurry up. It's like, you made him, dude. It's your- <laughs> but once they get into the cellar, they find the monster standing free of the chains and Fritz hanged to death. Like, I know this looks bad. <laughs> you guys weren't in here five minutes ago. Yes. You, didn't t- you don't know <laughs> the yeah. whole story. Technically, it's self-defense. Yeah. And I don't want to say that Fritz had it coming, Uh huh. but I don't know how else to finish that sentence. Yeah. Uh-huh. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. Like, have oh. they never watched The Breakfast Club? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very clear lesson that we all learned. Yep. You have a very strange idea. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a flat circle, so it's maybe. It's a flat circle. What the fuck do I know? Hostel came before this, The Breakfast Club. I mean, they all yeah, came man. at the same time, really. Yeah, everybody uh, was inspired by Eli Roth, too. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once, or whatever that movie's called. That we've never seen. I want to see it. <laughs> It looks great. It looks great. But the monster then charges at them in a threatening manner, and they're barely able to close the door as the monster tries to force his way through. As he pounds on the door, Henry sits with Waldman on the steps. Waldman says the monster hated Fritz. He always tormented him. So I'm like, we're blaming Fritz. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Victim blaming one guess. It all started here, right? But he says that the only thing they can do is kill the monster as you would any savage animal. He says they have to overpower him first and asks for a hypodermic needle. Henry says it's murder, but Waldman forces him to go upstairs to get the needle. He retrieves it as well as a torch and a very strong half-grain solution. I don't know what science is. (laughs) I'm assuming this will work. But they get in position, Henry with the torch to distract him, and Waldman with a syringe at the ready to jab the monster in the back. There's a very funny moment here because <laughs> Waldman asks Henry if he's ready. And like Milhouse in the Radioactive Man movie, he just goes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there should be way more emotion yeah. in that line. Because he's been so over the top so far. Yeah. Maybe he's tired. He's yeah. tuckered out. Worn out, man. But Waldman opens the door and the monster inches forward, but cowers when he sees the torch. After a moment, he just goes for Henry anyway, and Waldman is able to inject him with the solution. He gently kind of attacks Waldman. Yeah. It's not a lot. He went down like nothing. He did. <laughs> like he was yeah. like, oh. He is wow. incapacitated. <laughs> One touch. He's like, I'm a very old man. 
But the monster then goes for Henry, fighting him for the torch, eventually batting it away and starting to strangle the shit out of him. But unfortunately for the monster, the solution is fast acting, and he grows weak and confused before passing out completely. I just wanted to point out that during the fight Mm -hmm. with the torch and everything, he got hit in the head with the torch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. This is real fight. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing two takes. I was like, holy shit. But Henry checks on Waldman, who is totally fine and was just being dramatic, I guess. <laughs> but there's a knock at the door. And when Henry answers it, we see that it's Victor. Confused by all the commotion that he probably heard, he tells Henry that Baron and Elizabeth are coming to visit him right now. I laughed at the thought of him running ahead <laughs> yeah. of him. Like, Henry, like, listen. Get that monster out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> they do realize that a drugged monster on the floor isn't exactly tying the room together. <laughs> and so the three men drag him back into the cellar. There is a kind of cool shot that you see whenever they're in the cellar. You see how high the ceilings are. Yeah. And how like the window just seems strange in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like I just really in- appreciate the set design on this. Also the use of shadows and the lighting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very cool. But Waldman tells Henry to wash the blood off of his shoes before his father and fiance get here. I didn't realize it was that bad. No. Yeah, me either. I thought you just clubbed him and, (laughs) you know, but holy shit. He's like, you were fucking covered. (laughs) (laughs) Looking like Patrick Bateman. (laughs) But Elizabeth and Baron reach the front door. Baron shit talking everything in sight. He literally says, is this the front door? That made me like, you just want to be mad about something. Everything's bad. He's like, I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, what's all that needed, dude? I got But they knock, Baron growing impatient, but Victor eventually lets them in. Baron doesn't hesitate to tell him that he looks like hell and asks if they're trying to burn the place down with the burning torch that's just left in the middle of the floor. (laughs) It's just on the ground. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, fuck. Sorry. Forgot about that. But Baron asks where his son is, but Victor says that he can't be disturbed. Waldman then walks in, introducing himself to Baron and advising him to take Henry back home immediately. Baron's like, what do you think I'm here for? And begins making some kind of penguin noises. I don't know what he- Yeah. <laughs> he literally is like, what do you think I'm here for? Meh. <laughs> like, it's just like, what? This dude is just a lot. <laughs> He's something. I don't know what's happening. But Elizabeth helps Baron upstairs. And when she gets to the laboratory door first, she knocks and is beckoned inside by Henry, who has looked better. Yeah. Elizabeth walks over to embrace him, but he immediately collapses. He, I realized, like, well, four minutes ago, he did just get his ass kicked yeah. <laughs> by he a was, monster. He was holding it together very yeah. well. <laughs> but Victor, Elizabeth, and Waldman carry Henry to a nearby bed, giving him a sip of brandy. Baron says he's going to take him home, but Henry worries about his work. Waldman says that he'll take care of it and make sure it's destroyed. He says painlessly destroyed. He does say that. I would be like, what the fuck are y'all talking yeah. about? As nosy as his dad is mm. and wanting to know everything that's going on. A, it surprised me that he genuinely seemed to give a shit when Henry yeah. passed out. Yeah. there. Well, there's like a change in character that happens with Baron. Yeah. Right. That's coming very shortly. But yes. I was like, is this the signifying? Like, yeah, yeah. He's, Were you- he's about to turn <laughs> baby face like, yeah. on, <laughs> on all of us. It's like, was this supposed to be two different characters and y'all just merged them? I don't know. Because I feel like that could have been Elizabeth's dad at the beginning and then right. later it's Henry's dad. That yeah. would have been. 
I've, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. What's your motivation, yeah. Baron? Because I'm confused. He's like, get him, fetch him the brandy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, my dear sweet boy. It's like, yeah. what? You were what just is like, this? is this a front door? No. <laughs> <laughs> just, what happened to the penguin? Baron. <laughs> After Waldman says that he'll destroy it, Henry weakly protests, saying that what happened to Fritz was all his fault. Uh-huh. And it, yeah, it was. I mean, it, you yeah. and Fritz. Well, like, yeah. Fritz wasn't Fritz innocent. was responsible as well. Renfield never would have pulled some shit like no, that. No, he would not. No. He would just be eating spiders and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and ranting. It, the very end, that, that's what we loved about him. <laughs> but Elizabeth tells him that he'll feel better when he's away from here. But cut to the monster placed on the exam table about to be dissected by Waldman with excellent penmanship. Oh, yeah. No, that was a joy to watch him yeah. write. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> that was beautiful. Waldman notes that the monster has demonstrated increased resistance, which has required more frequent and stronger doses of the tranquilizer. He writes dissection at once, which, again, is very dramatic. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My only thing is... He promised to, what do you say, destroy it? Yeah. Painlessly. I feel like dissecting it while it's still fucking alive yeah. is not painlessly destroying it. Well, but if it's tranquilized, isn't that like being anesthetized? You think that you cutting its body parts open and apart is not going to wake it up? Well, when but, even you said that the sedation isn't really working anymore? But it was a heavy grain, whatever. <laughs> don't give a shit. I mean, I don't know. This is inhumane. But just as he does this, <laughs> even underlining it, the monster's eyes begin to flutter. Waldman gets his tools together and inspects the monster, even listening to his heartbeat. As he does, the monster opens his eyes. He reaches his hand up slowly and grabs Waldman by the throat, strangling him. One thing I have to ask, though, is like, who taught you strangle? Because yeah. you've been choking people all day. <laughs> <laughs> that's the criminal brain oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> that, it was already installed on the software no. um, <laughs> I, I'm like he didn't even tie it down apparently not yeah that, that's just foolish I, I don't want to say that I understand the monster but I understand Right. You had him on the table. You had his shirt up. You were fixing to cut him. Yes. Come what, on. What, what did you, you Yeah. What did you do? think? He wasn't going to get up and be like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. Again, and I will say at this point, kind of every murder the monster's committed so far has kind of been self-defense. It was, yeah. I was going to say it was uh, reactionary. Exactly. Yeah. If fucking Fritz wasn't being an asshole yep. and Waldman wasn't about to cut him open, uh, yeah. yeah, they would still be alive. I would, <laughs> I would wager. Both of these things are true. But after Waldman is dead, the monster escapes the laboratory and stumbles around the bottom floor, incredibly confused, before figuring out the front door and making his escape. He's like, I don't like this door. <laughs> <laughs> this is the door? <laughs> but back at the Frankenstein home, Henry relaxes with Elizabeth smoking a cigarette, realizing just how much he missed her. As it turns out, he's promised not to think about work at all and instead focuses on their wedding. Elizabeth says that they should make it soon, and Henry agrees, kissing her on the lips. This whole scene was a lot for me mm. because, again, we don't know his full the full extent of his relationship with Fritz. Mm -hmm. But even if he only knew him for the time being that we've seen them together, <laughs> yeah. they were coworkers. He was yeah. fucking <laughs> murdered. I, it's just a stark contrast to in one scene he's passing out. He just got his ass whooped by a monster. Uh -huh. His yeah. fucking little henchman just got murdered. Um, 
a lot came crashing down. And the next scene, he's like, darling, why aren't we married yet? <laughs> it's like, it, it, I'm it, like, what the fuck? How are you over this so fast? It feels like two movies kind of mashed together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, were they just more resilient in the 30s? I guess. They I were... would be, again, blanket over my shoulders, uh-huh. holding a cup of warm drink with both hands. Well, right. it's about to be the Great Depression. So they're like, we fucking <laughs> got to live it up. While yeah, we can. Get some courage together. I think the thing that astounds me is how it's like if I like if you go to <laughs> if you go to work and you <laughs> and you start a fire there and then you go home and you tell JP I'm not going to think about work right now. <laughs> That's fucking like yeah. what? <laughs> you don't get to do that. No, you've <laughs> done That's something. Hilarious. Yeah. You need to pay or at least to see see it to its end or something. That, He's just like, man, that was that was a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just not even bring that up again. That's what I, I was like. You're not going to say anything about, you know what I mean, your son or your creation or whatever. You're just going to, oh, no, that's all right. Yeah, Take care of itself. And, and the fact that <laughs> Waldman never checked in to say nope. it's done because Waldman is dead. Yeah. So he's just like, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get married. But we literally cut to their wedding. <laughs> there. <laughs> it's just a lot, right? It really right? is. Yeah. All, it moves very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but Baron reveals an orange blossom heirloom worn by Henry's great grandfather and attaching it to his lapel. He even gives the best man Victor one for good measure. I don't know that it's wise to make Mr. Steel your girl, your fucking your best, man. best man. Yeah. I was like, so it's not even just like a situation where they're friends or like he just hangs out or whatever. Yeah. That's his best man. Like yeah. that's his best friend. I would offer the worst man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn, that's a lot. But surrounded by guests, Baron then draws their attention to a flowery crown of some kind. I don't know what wedding material this is, <laughs> but he says that he placed it on Henry's mother's head 30 years ago at their wedding and hopes for Henry to do the same for Elizabeth today, and 30 years from now, he hopes that their child will do the same. For some reason, the group laughs at this very sincere moment. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't. Yeah. They're like, oh, Baron. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But this is when I did notice that Baron is just a completely different character. Yeah. I, in my notes, I have, damn, the Baron must really be in his element, because I'm like, this is, who the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> I realized that I've been calling him Baron like it's his first name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm respecting him with his title. I, <laughs> I should be calling him Frankenstein. Yeah. I don't know. His name's Baron. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. But... Baron then offers a toast of his grandfather's wine, which he says that his grandmother wouldn't allow him to drink. They toast to good health and to a son to the house of Frankenstein. Henry has very shifty eyes, almost as if to say, I've already got a son. (laughs) (laughs) I did laugh. Baron also toasts to young Frankenstein, which was a great film. So I understand he probably watched it right now. Yeah, yeah, obviously (laughs) time is a flat circle. Yes. Um, This was based off of young Frankenstein. Oh, interesting. Uh, (laughs) What does he give the servants? I think he gives them some of the wine. Not that he gives. No, no, no. He gives them champagne because he's like, this is wasted on them. Oh, so yeah. So I was like, what a nice guy. Because he's like, give some to the, to the, ser-. Well, I'm like, don't call them yeah. servants. But well, yeah. I was like, that's nice that he's letting them imbibe or whatever. And then he's like, this is wasted. I was like, never mind. Yeah. yeah. It's like, maybe you are, maybe <laughs> you're still trash. Yeah, you're still in you're there. Still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but outside, a small band of musicians, as well as a ton of guests, gather in front of the house, calling out to Baron. 
He stands at the balcony, thanking them all for coming. And when he lets them know that there is more than enough beer to go around, they cheer wildly and the camera follows them as they dance through town. So this is like, I know in the past there was a scene of the camera like craning up and stuff. Right, right. But this camera moving through the town, it was the another time that I noticed how static and kind of boring the cinematography in Dracula was. Right. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe Universal was like, hey, the Spanish Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they fucking killed it. Kicked our asses. So let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's uh, improve. Right. And I think they did. But elsewhere in the countryside, everything is not pizza. The monster roams through shrubbery and trees, eventually stumbling upon a small house. A villager, played by Ted Billings, tells his daughter Maria, played by Marilyn Harris, to stick around the house while he heads out to check his traps. He says that when he gets back, they can go to the village and have a great time. Maria asks if he can stay, but he says that he's too busy. He kisses her on the forehead and tells her to play with her cat and be a good girl. He's so sweet to her. Yeah. yeah. He's so sweet that you're like, something bad is about to happen. Oh, oh of course. Yeah. When she tells her dad bye, she's holding the cat. That cat looks fucking like in distress. <laughs> like somebody help me. mouth is all yeah. open. How many takes was this for that I cat? Don't, I'm <laughs> the cat's sick of it. And then later on, the cat keeps appearing and disappearing. Yeah. The but I think the, when, when he does leave, the cat looks very upset. Oh, yeah. Its mouth is wide open. In my mind, the cat is like, meow, be, we should go back inside. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I lock the door. Yeah. I think there's a meowster. Yeah. <laughs> Roaming, <laughs> roaming the countryside. <laughs> In my mind, it's just like this does not end well. Oh no, no. <laughs> but they sweetly part company, and Maria carries her adorable little cat to the lake. As she picks some flowers, the monster makes his appearance known, and Maria is surprisingly unafraid, introducing herself to him and asking him to come play. Now, I don't mean to be coarse or anything, but there is no way that this monster doesn't smell like shit right now, right? Well, he's oh, made yeah. of corpses. He's made of corpses. And he's... I did not see a bath in that abandoned fucking whatever that yeah. they were in. It's been days. He just roamed through the entire countryside. Yeah. But she is still like, hey, want to play? Or like, what's going <laughs> on? I had read that it's similar to when the actress met Boris Karloff in his makeup at the... At they were afraid that she was going to be afraid of him and wouldn't yeah. want to be next to him. But she was like asked to ride to set with him and everything. She was very nice. And, <laughs> wow. like very All right. Just chill about it. She yeah. wasn't scared. So I thought that that was cute that she's just like, oh, no, like, let's play. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. But Maria takes him by the hand and they walk over to the lake. She smells one of her flowers and offers it to him. Maybe she's like, maybe this will cover up some yeah. <laughs> Maybe rub this all over. Yeah, some of the shit smell. <laughs> Does he shit? Well, I mean, I imagine he. How far did Henry go with the intestines and the. Man, if he just Does fucking. Does he have a. I mean, I'm just May. like. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I'm well, not <laughs> he keeps stopping mid-word I should just stop talking well i think my thing is like if he if henry fucking like just stitched the exteriors together <laughs> and See, plopped a brain inside yeah. and a heart and a heart he f really sucks but like yeah. what, i just i i just want to know more about the medical side of it i think well maybe uh mary shelley's frankenstein yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you get that yeah part. okay got it the monster then smells one of the flowers and even smiles. He sits down with her and they share the flowers that she's gathered. She tells him that she can make a boat, tossing a flower into the water and watching as it floats. He begins to understand, tossing one of his too and smiling as it floats. 
They continue tossing flowers until they both run out. The monster is overjoyed until he realizes that he doesn't have any more. Still wanting to play, he grabs the nearest thing to him to see if it can float too. Unfortunately, it's Maria. She screams that he's hurting her as he picks her up and throws her into the lake. She splashes for a moment, but sinks beneath the water. The monster, seemingly realizing what he's done, turns around and runs away. This moment, I mean, there's a lot going on. It, on its surface, looks very funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but... <laughs> well, it's because he runs away. He's like, fuck, 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 yeah, fuck. I, 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 immediately. I <laughs> fucked up. My thing is that, back to what I was saying earlier about him responding in kind, it really felt like that moment kind of come full circle because right. it's like it's not you know the way that Waldman treated him and Fritz and he was responding in kind to that and now mm-hmm. Maria is showing him kindness and he was he was playing with her mm-hmm. but yeah. I think it really boils down to the fact that he has been given no guidance no he doesn't understand anything and so right. what is the difference between this flower that I just had fun with throwing into the water and this little girl I don't he doesn't understand the difference and he sees what happens when you throw something in the water oh yes. yeah so he assumes i mean we're having fun yeah it's very sad yeah it's incredibly sad in a featurette i learned that karloff actually fought against this scene because he thought that they should just show the innocence of the monster and just carry on but whale convinced him otherwise because without what happens next the film doesn't work right yeah i mean you don't I mean, there is an innocence there because he's ignorant to everything. He Mm -hmm. doesn't understand anything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this scene does speak to the innocence, but also like they were saying earlier, there's danger involved in any scientific anything. You made this and then you just fucking let it loose. Yeah. It doesn't understand the repercussions of what it's doing. It doesn't even understand what it is doing. No. And so there's an innocence to the monster that this is what it did when it was just trying to have fun that had to be the first time since henry made him that he was having fun yeah he didn't mean to do anything bad but you never taught him i think and the only reason he recognized that she was dead is because of he killed waldman and fritz yeah Yeah. so he's like she's not moving anymore oh i gotta get the fuck out of here yeah yeah and in the in the novel his uh he comes after fucking frankenstein's ass like it is yeah. a very oh, he does. pointed revenge oh shit. you fucking made me and then you just left me out here yeah, i don't yeah. know what i am i don't know what life is like i mean it, it is uh-huh. very this monster's really just wandering around and getting himself in trouble <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just like a bunch of scenarios that he finds himself in, in yeah yeah <laughs> But in man, the novel, because he does, he is like, I am specifically coming for Victor. Yeah. Yeah. This is revenge. I think he murders his son. He does. Oh, wow. And he, uh, he, they run into each other. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, Victor promises to make him a bride or a Mm. companion and then leaves to go work on it. And then he's like, psych, I'm not fucking doing that. (laughs) It's like, it's crazy. Dude, even like, I, you think you have sympathy for the monster here. Yeah. It's, very fucking sad it's so unfair mm-hmm. he got on his horse and he's like sigh yeah. he fucking took off <laughs> like, just gone. Like, what yeah. the hell? one thing i did read that is kind of like sad a little bit is marilyn harris the actress the child actress who plays maria mm-hmm. she i guess was adopted at a very young age and her mother wanted very badly to be an actress but failed 
Oh, no. And so she was like the stage mom from hell, and she pushed Marilyn into acting. Mm -hmm. And so they had said that they had to film this scene twice because the first time uh, she didn't sink as low as she was supposed to. Yeah. And so she didn't want to do it again, but James Whale was like, look, anything you want, I'll give it to you if you do the scene one more time. And she thought about it. And because her mom had constantly been placing her on diets, yeah. keep in mind, she is seven years old. Yeah. She said, I want a dozen boiled eggs. Oh <laughs> my God. And so she, he's like, fine. Yeah. So she does the scene again. And then when it's all said and done, he gave her two dozen boiled eggs. Oh, well. That fucking makes me so sad. It's yeah. not even anything sweet. No. Like that is heartbreaking. Just food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that just made me very sad that is and did she, she go is, on to continue acting i think she acted until i want to say the 40s and then i didn't see any credits after that yeah. after she got out yeah so when she was an adult she stopped exactly that's fucking sad but i remember hearing about a ton of interviews where she explained that she realized what was going on yeah well yeah yeah, yeah. but it's so sad because she's so adorable in this she film is. and it's like man your mom yeah sucks piece of shit yeah but back in the village, <laughs> it's a big pivot. A ton of people are doing that smacky dance thing that we saw on I was Suspiria. Like, are yeah. these the dancers from Suspiria? I think so. They just reused it. Hey, no, they saw Suspiria. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is based on Suspiria. <laughs> but after this, we get like an extended dance sequence, which, all right, man. It's really yeah, long. <laughs> sure. I was like, this movie's already so short. Yeah. Like, spend this They're much like, time. no, pat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But back inside, Elizabeth, who is in her wedding dress, walks into the parlor to speak with Henry. He tells her that she looks lovely, but she shouldn't be here. But she takes him to another room, excusing her bridesmaids to talk to Henry alone. She says that even though she's glad that he's safe here, she's terribly afraid because Waldman is late for their wedding. Henry says that he's always late, a trait that we've never seen him exhibit. Nope. Yeah. Which would have been good to know, like maybe if they were shown waiting in his office or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But he says that Waldman will be here soon. Elizabeth says that she feels like something bad is going to happen. She can't shake it, but something is going to come between them. She wishes she could save them from it and says that she would die if she were to lose him. He tells her that he'll always be with her. And she asks, will you? Are you sure? And she tells him that she loves him. He says, sure. Yeah, this uh, this whole <laughs> yeah. conversation did not do it for me. No. no. First of all, when he walked in the room, he stepped on her train. I was yeah. like, dude, um, you left Dr. Waldman with the monster. Yes. I know that you never got an all clear from him because I watched him die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This monster already killed Fritz. Yes, he did. He's late. Why, why aren't you? He's like, you stupid, <laughs> emotional woman. He's like, you're beautiful, but shut up, though. He, yeah, why aren't dude, you listening? His next line is, you look beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I, He's like, but why are you talking? <laughs> why wouldn't you fucking listen when everything that she's saying points right to what probably yeah. fucking happened? If oh, you no, use yeah. your brain for 30 seconds. Step back. Look at the puzzle. <laughs> I'm just like, I was holding my head the whole time. I'm like, dude, if a man was saying this, would he be like, my God? God. Well, <laughs> just then, Victor frantically knocks on the door and lets himself inside. He says it's Dr. Faldman. Elizabeth's ears perk up and she asks what's going on and begs Henry not to leave her. Henry, however, immediately leaves her. Gotta go. <laughs> and he, he locks the door. I was going to say, he doesn't just leave her. No. Why? 
She already had her friends in there. Yes. You know what I mean? The bridesmaids were on there. Why the fuck did you kick them out and then put her in there alone? Leave her alone. At least be like, look, you girls go back in there. We're going to lock the door for safety. Y'all in a group. Hang out. You know what I mean? Hang out. Whatever. We'll be right back. Or maybe not even lock the door. Just y'all all please protect her. Watch each other's back. Yeah. I feel like I have a question of how Victor knows that Dr. Waldman is dead. That's a great question. <laughs> when I had said that, he's like, some, he's late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and the monster killed. I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> right though. Yeah, well, I mean, that's one of several issues I have with the plot, <laughs> right? Because again, I don't know if it's just the universal at this point, but it was the same thing with Dracula. Once they hit the third act, it was like, oh, we just shit. gotta just wrap it up. It yeah. <laughs> The whole audience is already yeah. gone. Yeah, <laughs> we scared the shit out of him. That just warning, in the movie. yeah. But in front of the bridesmaids, Victor tells Henry that Waldman has been murdered in the tower and that the monster has been seen in the hills terrorizing the countryside. As you said, how does he know this? Yeah. <laughs> but suddenly, we hear a low groan, realizing it's coming from upstairs. The two men search everywhere upstairs, accompanied by a third man who, thanks for helping, I guess, I have no idea who you are. Yeah. No, not at all. I'm okay. I'm not here to shame anyone's appearance. How many people did the fucking monster walk past to get upstairs and everybody's yeah. like, yeah, regular wedding <laughs> oh, guests. No, yeah. How well, the fuck did no, he get upstairs? But it doesn't make any sense at all because they hear the groan again and they realize it's coming from the cellar. Yeah. I, <laughs> maybe he's re- ventriloquist or something. I, no I didn't understand. I was like, where's that? I don't know. I mean, he's got the tiny suit. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> But they rush off to the cellar to check that out. Or maybe they just suck at hearing things. Maybe. It, it, I thought that was weird, too, because they're like, it's upstairs. No, he's over here. I was like, this isn't Scooby-Doo. Dude. No, right? like, what the it's fuck like, oh, never doing? mind. Yeah. It's the exact opposite place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, now we're chasing him. Yeah. <laughs> well, my thing about it is like, even uh, there, there is such a discrepancy between the second floor of a house and the cellar. Right. How are we even getting this confused at all? No shit. And then to learn in the next scene, like, (laughs) (laughs) really makes it even worse. Yeah. Elizabeth paces around her room and behind her, we see the monster making his way through the garden outside. Yeah. Yeah. So he was never in the house at all. No. And he moves silently for such a big. Yeah. He's got that Assassin's Creed stealth. (laughs) Like, you don't, nothing. That's what he spent his points on. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Put it all in stealth. Yeah. His intelligence is at zero. Yeah, it's not it's not great. Communication as well. <laughs> but when he spots Elizabeth, he opens her window and climbs inside. He creeps up behind her, following her as she paces to the door. He lets out a groan, which causes her to turn around, immediately screaming. The monster, I think, mocks her scream? Maybe. Yeah. Now he's enjoying it? Yeah. <laughs> but she backs away from him, screaming louder. The men, who were foolishly checking the cellar at this point, run back upstairs when they hear the sound. A crowd of guests gather outside Elizabeth's door, where inside, the monster is seen making his exit out the window after rendering Elizabeth unconscious and destroying the room like a rock star. (laughs) (laughs) The massive crowd busts in, led by Henry, who cradles Elizabeth. Breathlessly, she cries, don't let it come near. But outside... The villager walks, almost in a trance, carrying the drowned body of his daughter, Maria. If I can just say, I saw that in some versions it's removed when the monster throws her in the water. Yeah, that whole scene. I found 
him carrying his daughter's drowned body mm-hmm. infinitely more disturbing than him tossing her in the water. Oh, no, definitely. If yeah. anything was going to be cut out, I would think that it would be this. Yeah. Because the visual, I know it's awful and it's horrible of him just tossing her in. It looks comical. It yeah, looks it funny. Does. It does. This was very disturbing yeah. to me. Well, and The way it, she's limp and ju- it and her hair. It was very upsetting to look at. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, I guess I get why he's carrying her into town. You know what I mean? But also it's. I don't know. It was it, like you said. It was very. I was just. And I get. I get why it would be um, effective, right? To yeah. show what no, this monster yeah. has done, because it, I feel like the majority of people kind of feel bad for him, right? Uh-huh. Like this. Yeah, he didn't mean to, but look what he fucking right, did, right? But the fact that they're like, no, 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 she, we shouldn't show her going in the water. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, and I feel like it brings more implication that he like physically like attacked her or yeah, something yeah. if we don't see him innocently i don't know i it, it's just again we always talk about how people who censor things have the weirdest sensibilities yes. and are offended by things and not other things and yeah it's very strange and it feels like he's walking for a very long oh, time yeah. holding her he and I'm, i was just like oh my god like it yeah. was hard to look yeah. at i was i was watching this and i was kind of shocked because i'm like man you know when we watch silver bullet mm-hmm. and they show a bloody kite yeah yeah, yeah. to infer to infer that a child has died but in 1931 but yeah. we're just showing yeah, a dead yeah. body just yeah. yeah just carried and it's not like she's wrapped up like she's just fucking there yeah. lifeless yeah. and he carries her for like five minutes it's a like very oh, fucking yeah. long Through time the whole party yeah yeah so to find i mean just to to read that that's what they thought was so offensive or so yeah. upsetting <laughs> but you left this yeah in? yeah <laughs> so, uh, it was just very shocking to me but he makes his way through the celebratory townsfolk all of them stopping what they're doing and following behind them by the time they reach vogel's building an entire mob is formed police attempting to hold them back vogel asks the villager what happened and he tells him that maria drowned she's been murdered Vogel says he'll see that justice is done and asks who did this as the mob cries out. How does he know? Yeah. Okay. That, that yeah. was my question too, because she could have just fallen in the water. Yeah. She couldn't swim. He left her alone. Yeah. Yep. Anything could have happened. Yep. How do you know it was, it was the monster that yeah. Henry, I feel like <laughs> you maybe, maybe if, you they don't had, know that. No. Yeah. if they had her holding on to him and it ripped a piece of cloth and he found it in her hand, anything to point to, she, d- this wasn't just a horrible, horrible accident. Right. It's literally just that easy. When yeah. You think about yeah. It. I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff like that where it was like, like you said about them waiting in the office, uh-huh. you could have really conveyed and given more depth for very little yeah like it, it really would have just show show a piece of fabric ripping and her falling or show her hand clutching it while he's carrying her through town for 20 minutes <laughs> i mean really anything because this doesn't wash it doesn't yeah. make sense not she really could have fallen in and then but then at this point you're like oh this is necessary just to drive the plot forward we we yeah. gotta get moving yeah, yeah. the, the right it's almost over <laughs> <laughs> But back at the Frankenstein house, Henry updates Victor on Elizabeth's condition. She's in a daze and won't say anything to him. Victor says that she'll be all right and that the wedding will probably only be postponed a day at most. What? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, get back up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, what? And it was also in this scene that I realized how funny uh, Henry's boots and his pants look. Yeah. Well, like, they looked very funny. It was a style <laughs> at the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was watching a lot of MC Hammer videos. Yeah. <laughs> Victor's like, look, Elizabeth's too legit to quit. Everything's, <laughs> yeah, right. everything's going to be fine. <laughs> 
But Henry says that there can't be a wedding day as long as that monster is still alive. He says he created him with these hands, and with these hands, he'll destroy him. It's just, like, I thought that was a secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's he just have so bizarre. Whispered that. Yeah. It's weird to me because half the time it's his his great secret or whatever, and uh-huh. the other half it's just like, oh, no, we saw it. Yeah. 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 Fuck it. I made that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just weird. There's a whole party like, yeah. in the house. Yeah. <laughs> But he tells Victor to stay here and look after Elizabeth while he goes out and search for the monster. In a close-up shot, he tells Victor that he's leaving Elizabeth in his care, no matter what happens, in his care. He's like, oh, I'll look after yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, he's like, was, don't worry. Was that a knowing little, like, marry know. her, be with her if I don't come back? Possibly. Maybe. I, the way that he doubled he's like, down. like, you are fucking already, dude. Just, uh, <laughs> Make it official. Yeah. He's like, look, I, I know I spent too much time in that lab. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it's on me. I've got no one to blame but myself. Now, it did make me laugh because I do know that at this point, Victor's like, all right, team monster. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But back outside the police station, Vogel assigns groups to leaders, including Henry, to go out and search for the monster. Before sending them out, Vogel reminds them, get him alive if you can, but get him. I liked that line. Yeah, it's very good. The crowd, lighting their torches, cheer in approval and are off. We watch as the loud crowd of people and barking dogs exit the town in pursuit of the monster. But we get frantic shots of them, and you kind of can't help but feel that mob justice is really terrifying. Yeah. Very much so. At a fork in the road, Vogel splits the assigned parties to search their designated areas. As Vogel's party heads to the lake, Henry leads his group to the mountains. The monster is nearby and attacks one of the stragglers before making a hasty retreat. Another man finds their beaten comrade and alerts Henry and the others. The man is barely cognizant, but he tells them which way the monster went. Henry leads a group in that direction, but the monster very wisely hides behind a rock as the group rushes right past him. Somehow, Henry gets disconnected from the group he was leading. I laughed because this happened more than once. Yeah. And they kept going, Frankenstein? Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck are you going? Did you do that? <laughs> it's like he was on purpose trying to get lost. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you see his party in the distance. And he very quietly shouts for them to follow him. <laughs> guys, yeah, guys. Yeah, this way. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody hears him, of course. And so he heads off alone as the group calls out to him, heading in the exact wrong direction. With Henry now in his sights, the monster rises up, smacking Henry's torch out of his hand like, get that shit out of here. Good. Yep. Then he begins to thrash him. Good. I'm sorry. <laughs> the group hears his screams and rush up the mountain to help him. And Henry tries to charge the monster, but gets hit with the double axe handle from the top rope. <laughs> now unconscious, the monster drags Henry off. The mob lets their dogs off their chains to chase after the monster. And we see him drag Henry inside a windmill as the mob catches up with them and their torches lit. They bang on the door with an actual tree that I guess they had lying around. Yeah. Sure. Why <laughs> you not? don't have one laying around? Uh, not usually. Yeah. <laughs> but we haven't done a mob in a long time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but as they're doing this, the monster takes Henry up to the top floor. The monster then looks out the window and in his own language seems to hurl abuse at the mob downstairs. Yeah. He's like, y'all ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned from a featurette, Karloff's daughter said that they had to do this scene so many times. Karloff's heavy costume mm-hmm. and carrying Colin Clive, I believe his name is, if I've got that wrong, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, because he is carrying him. The whole yeah. way. And you do that 20 times or whatever, but they said that Karloff had to have several back surgeries Ooh. throughout his career, and it was always like a bad yeah. thing, and it was because of this. 
But Henry, however, makes it back to his feet, but only to start another fight with the monster. In the midst of their struggle, we get a neat shot of the two of them through the gears of the windmill. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. But when Henry tries to Yamo be there himself over the edge (laughs) of the windmill, the monster drags him back. But this is when the monster just decides to throw him off the top anyway. But luckily, Henry hits one of the blades of the windmill on the way down, breaking his fall and probably several ribs in the process. Hen- Henry hit the windmill? Well, a nice doll. Yeah, Henry. Doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when he yeets him, he's like <laughs> invisible. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, he, yeah. But, it's like who what yeah but why did he throw him i mean he pulled him back yeah to throw him maybe he thought better of it he's so like, he's no, like, no, 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 it's like if anyone's gonna do yeah. this but vogel orders the men to bring henry back to the village and take him home as the monster watches from the top of the windmill the remaining men decide to burn the windmill down lighting the base of it on fire as the monster waves his arms in disapproval please don't It goes up in flames, leaving the monster nowhere to go. We watch as he rushes back inside, screaming as he's trying to find a way out, only to be crushed by a falling beam as the fire rages around him. In a long shot, we see the mob gathered at the windmill, now swallowed by flames and burning into the night. It's so, it's just sad. It was was never, you know, he didn't have a choice. He didn't ask for any of this. And I feel like I I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not, but I feel like Henry should have died. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Right. So it was kinda it felt kind of cheap to me that it's like, oh, get him out of here. It's like yeah. no, that's not you don't get to do all this shit no. and then well, I gotta go get married tomorrow. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? And no. I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't know much about physics, but I feel like if you're thrown off the top of the windmill <laughs> and you hit a blade Man, on the way yeah. down. <laughs> he was <Yeah>. jelly bones <laughs> when he yeah. it. It's like I don't <laughs> I don't know what happened. He's been working on his flexibility or yeah. some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Does a lot of yoga. <laughs> he should be bleeding internally but back at the frankenstein home a group of maids chuckle together as they bring a bottle of wine and a glass to henry's room they're met at the door by baron telling him that they thought henry could use a glass baron pours it cracking some of his standard jokes before heading back inside the room only to close the door and head back outside saying that henry doesn't need a drink I feel like they just came for the tea i don't yeah. think yeah. all of them needed to come and bring henry yeah. definitely a, a drink funny thing is if you look in the back they filmed this i guess after colin clive went home mm-hmm. and so that's his stand-in in the bed <laughs> just, laying there. just laying there but baron toasts once again to a son to the house of frankenstein before downing the wine we cut to black and the credits roll so what did you guys think of frankenstein so i i really did enjoy this movie uh like i said there's there's some parts where you can tell of, of the time. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't bad. I won't say it was better than Dracula, but I mean, I do enjoy that Frankenstein has always looked the same. It's yeah. him. Yes. From this right here, this stencil, it's the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I feel bad for the monster. Uh-huh. Uh, or Bob, like I called him throughout the movie. <laughs> I wanted to give him a name. You yeah. know what I mean? He just, he's, why didn't he have a name? I don't understand. Because Henry fucking sucks. That's why he doesn't have a name. You know the funny well, yeah. thing in the novel after he creates the monster, he realizes what he's done and he literally runs away. Wow. Like, he doesn't wait to find out that he's violent. He's like, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> and just leaves. Some 
post creation yeah, clarity. No, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> Uh, but I, I I did enjoy it. All that just to say I did. It, it was it was like I said. I won't say that it's uh, better than Dracula for me. Only because I feel like I wish I would have got the talking monster or the right. talking version. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. So we could you know because he is a character. Yeah. I do want to hear from him. I do want to hear how he feels, him express himself, how he thinks, what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the star. Um, so for that, it did kind of hurt me a little bit, but, um, it wasn't bad. Well, that's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, no, I'm glad because yeah, I don't mean it in a bad way. Like, yeah, yeah it was yeah, too yeah. bad, but you know what I mean? It was good. Uh-huh. But I, I want a little more monster. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I liked it too. I would have liked it a lot more if we had gotten more of the novel in here. Right. And that does boil down to more of the monster, mm-hmm. more of the monster's intentions and right, feelings right. and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I also kind of, I don't know how I feel about the ending. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think that Henry should have died Mm -hmm. and B, I don't know if the whole, um, toast and the Baron just, you know, doing his fucking Baron thing. (laughs) If it's supposed to be commentary on, well, none of that really mattered because the wedding is still going on. We're going back to the status yeah, quo. Yeah. All that matters is what the Frankenstein family looks like. Or if it's just like, no, we got to wrap it up. Uh, have the old man come out and be <laughs> yeah, funny for yeah. a second. I don't know if they meant it that deep. If I'm inferring that and making it deeper than it actually was. Because I get, I I understand why that would be an important message. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't know if that's what they meant. Because the ending, if you just look at it on its face, it's not good. No. no. Um, so I re- I'm really like having an inner, I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of where I was. It's like a, a story of childhood. Uh-huh. You weren't asked to be here. Your parents brought you in. Yeah. You don't know really what's going on as you're growing up. You make you're kind mistakes. of at the mercy. Yeah. yeah. They fucking punish you for shit that you watch them do or you've seen <laughs> them mean? do. You're treated a certain way uh, by people. Then when you react to it, it's like, oh, you're fucking you're the disaster. monster. You're yeah. Like, yeah. What did I, yeah. And then, like you said, at the end, it's all about appearances. Oh, this is fine. The family's fine. It, it's okay. Uh-huh. The wedding's still yeah, happening. Like, all well, that weird shit that my son was doing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's dead now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I can't. I mean, I know it's not Dracula, but we've only done two of these so far, so I yeah, really yeah. can't help but compare the two. Yeah, I feel like they both had, like, like you pointed out, the same problems with the plot. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it was oh, like yeah. we're going somewhere, and then it's just kind of shit is just happening, yeah. and then it's over. <laughs> they were learning. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just would have liked more of a, a structured uh, narrative, more. Um, like intention every character is very flat and the yep. moment that we do get some kind of oh what does that mean we don't talk about it again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nobody's fleshed out the one thing that really really i loved was um boris karloff yes he was phenomenal his eyes are haunting like i i can picture them right now and it's just very very sad mm-hmm. and the scene with maria very very sad i wish we could have had more time in that moment of him realizing or him not because it's just like oh this shit happened i'll burn him yeah. i mean it was, yeah. it was i know that 
again it, it goes back to plot like it all felt very very rushed at the end and then they, you kind of put a cherry on top of the baron and that it just didn't work for me it just didn't really do it for me yeah the baron issue i uh, of course agree with it's a very odd ending for this film yeah i think that it is i mean enough because we had talked about in the novel i think henry and elizabeth die right yeah and so that makes more sense and it kind of works because he created this monster, abandoned him, yeah. Yeah. and then forced him to find his own way in the world yeah. with zero guidance. And then it, He deserves some kind of comeuppance. It also yeah. has this messaging of like, you don't play God. Right. Like, this is what happens when you try to fuck with nature, when right. you try the natural progression of things. This is what happens. And I was like, oh, I fell from the windmill. We're still going to get married, though. It's yeah. like, no, that I don't. <laughs> He's just a little airborne. You didn't learn anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't learn anything. No. And I think when you lose the humanity of the monster... Mm-hmm. To where he's able to articulate what he's feeling and right. thinking. Yeah. You kind of make it to where, not that it's impossible to identify with him because the scene with him and Maria, of course. Right, right. But you also kind of don't understand why Henry is bailed so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Like if the monster came to life and he was telling him like all this like horrible shit or whatever or something. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, I messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go get married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this never happened. Have a nice yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> but instead he's this almost innocent childlike yeah. creature yeah. who just happens to be big and powerful. And I feel like that really speaks to Boris Karloff's portrayal. Yeah. Because if you just look black and white at what the story is, he was not given a whole lot to work with. Not really. And I feel like he did really well with what he had, but I re- I just, I would have liked more. I just would have oh, yeah. liked more. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think this is a great and important film. Of course. I think that just some of the themes are lost from the novel that would have been cool to explore. Right. But then again, you're also like, well, 71 minutes. Yeah. 1931, yeah. you know. And I'm sure people are listening that are like, you missed the whole point. And maybe yeah, I probably. did. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I did. Well, I mean, it kind of trades. Uh, there's a hint of playing God when the line that he has. Yeah. But then it kind of goes more into like, well, you know, is it about science? Is it about science outpacing like man's? Uh, there's a lot to say. Yeah. Nothing is fully unpacked. I right. think that's my issue. Is there's there's no hard stance. There's no, and I mean, I can see people watching this and being like wanting henry to live or wanting henry oh get the monster right. it's like what are you what are you watching <laughs> i don't feel that way well, not it's, at all it, it, yeah. it, it, i don't know i don't think we feel that way now i can imagine in 1931 after having your shit rocked by yeah. seeing this monster yeah. yes exactly <laughs> and then after everything that happens with the windmill it's probably the most exhilarating thing you've ever seen in your life yeah. you're losing your shit and imagine if they were to end there with Henry falling to his death and the monster burning alive. Yeah. So I think we got to bring in the something. Baron. Yeah. <laughs> Crack a few jokes. <laughs> Drink your wine. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it makes sense. I get it. But I guess we can move into ratings. Um, as I said, I think this is a very great and important horror film. It kind of set the tone for the genre in a way and really created something that a lot of other properties have tried to imitate or have drawn inspiration from at the very least. Uh, I think it is just incredible for the genre as a whole. 
I really like the performances in this film. Yeah. Colin Clive is Henry is actually very good mm-hmm. when he's losing his shit. Oh, yeah. yeah he when is. he's even in the quieter, tense moments with Victor. But the entire film belongs to the moments with Boris Karloff. Of oh, course. yeah. As the monster. He is just so emotive without even speaking. Yeah. Right. Like, that's incredible. Uh, also appreciate the set design and the production design. I think it's very interesting and i love looking at these old sets from the mm-hmm. universal days i mm-hmm. said uh, the same thing about dracula but on the negative side it really is down to those plot contrivances like how did he know his daughter was murdered yeah how did when did victor find yeah. no yeah <laughs> the body yeah. like uh, you know there's just a lot there and of course the ending not really thematically lining up with what the characters deserve yeah because he should, honestly, the monster should be roaming into the countryside. Yeah. And fucking, Henry's dead. Yeah. 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 And we get this like mystery of like, what did you unleash by trying to play God? And it was all about your ego and you never, right. I mean, that, that messaging is actually scary. Very. Because obviously people aren't running around creating monsters, but they are bringing life into the world and not nurturing it properly. Mm-hmm. And what are you unleashing onto the world? Yeah. That's a great that message. Is, actually scary yeah but nah henry's fine oh okay <laughs> the monster's yeah. dead and he's getting married then he's getting married to, to the, the lady. young frankenstein or yeah. whatever <laughs> like stop but for me on a scale of 10 sparks of creation i it's i love this film it doesn't have the same place in my heart that dracula does uh-huh. or the invisible man or bride of frankenstein so i think out of 10 sparks of creation i am going to give frankenstein 7.5 sparks of creation out of 10 it is a great and important film uh there are issues <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh it is one to watch and i will now open the floor i uh like i said this was my first time ever watching the movie beginning to end all the way through i've mm-hmm. seen you know, like tiny bits and pieces and uh yeah i i just felt bad for the monster yeah, yeah. like i, I <sighs> I don't want to say that I I get what they were trying to do with Victor and his wife and trying to, you know, whatever. I was like, but come on, man. I just want more monster. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I get it. And yeah, I'm all for the drama, but let's hear what the monster's got to say. You know what I mean? Because he's a character too now. Um, I, but yeah, I, I do enjoy this. And like you said earlier, babe, I, I, we've only seen this and Dracula. So it's kind of hard not yeah, to compare compare yeah. the two. And it, it, I don't want to say that it was fucking weak, but you know what I mean? It's not as, <laughs> God damn. it's not as strong. He, you know what I mean? He yeah. doesn't want to say yeah, it, no. but he will. <laughs> Your moves are weak, babe. You know what I mean? It's, uh, but it isn't as strong as Dracula. Mm. And I think it's because of the dracula was there and you you know what i mean it was like oh shit you know and he was the star of the show yeah and you know the monster doesn't really get that you know what i mean no he does not but that's but when he is like you said when he's on screen that's what you want to see yes you know what i mean so yeah, the other characters are cool. Baron was fucking ridiculous. I don't know what the, <laughs> told the same joke. Yeah, uh, he yeah did. I was like, what? Uh, we I heard it. <laughs> I watched it before him, and so he was in here watching it, taking his notes, and he was watching the end. And he said that he goes, "You told that joke already." He did. Yeah. I could not stop. Yeah. That's, that's why it feels like the end is just tacked on. Yeah, it was a cool story, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. we heard that already. What the fuck? You know, honestly, even if it were just the windmill burning into the night, 
with him inside that's a fine ending yeah Yeah. and then it would kind of leave it ambiguous maybe henry made it maybe he didn't Uh uh-huh but uh yeah that would have been a good last shot if we weren't going to fully commit to killing henry like i want (laughs) and if i'm not mistaken that's where they pick up from on bride of frankenstein really yeah so it's almost like the baronetti (laughs) (laughs) but with all that for me on a scale of one to ten sparks of creation I'm going to give Frankenstein a 6.5. I wanted to give it a 7, but the more we sat here and I was like, the, the Baron's, uh, he's, a, <laughs> he's weird. And then, uh, come on, uh, Henry, you really, you just, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You you made this thing, then you let Fritz fucking whatever. And yeah, you told him <laughs> a couple of times, hey, chill out. But you should, look, stay the fuck away from him, dude. That dude's not harming anybody. Mm-hmm. You're down there swinging the fucking torch in his face. You're yelling at him. You got a whip. Leave him the fuck alone, dude. Let him be for a second. Yes. You know what I mean? He He's was, been alive for yeah, four days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, come on, dude. <laughs> No, I agree. I think we're all in agreement as to the issues uh-huh. of the film. Like I said, it's just disappointing that Mary Shelley had such a deep story and messaging. And it was just like, no, nah, we'll, we're just going to take the monster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're not even going to keep his name Victor. We'll switch that up, too. Yeah, I'm I- just like, OK, um, I don't I'm not familiar with the play that this is based off of. So I can't be like this is their fault. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But I do miss that. I miss kind of this creature is brought to life, but they don't let him have the humanity of being able to express himself. And if that was always that what he was intended to be, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. But having a taste of what it could have been, it's like, damn, this would have been even sadder than it is. And it is sad. It's very sad. But I I was just thinking, imagine the visual of the monster turning around and we see his face for the first time. And in, Boris Karloff's deep British accent, mm. he says something. Yeah. yeah. That moment would have fucking given you goosebumps. Yes, oh, no, yeah. Have. And he has a great voice. He's he a has fucking a... Grinch. I yeah. just recently learned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would have killed it. Mm-hmm. There are aspects to this that are very disappointing to me, but I can't ignore what it did and how innovative and groundbreaking oh, yeah. it was. And I feel like maybe I just have a soft spot for actors that can convey so much emotion and like internal struggle without speaking. Right. Because I have the same soft spot for Gunnar Hansen. Right. And that's just very admirable to me because there was something behind his eyes that were vacant and sad. And I mean, I don't, it just really affected me. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to take away from that moment because that moment already on its own did give me goosebumps. No, it is. Yeah. But yeah, so. that would have made it even better though. Oh, yeah. my score is purely for the monster. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah. but I, I just feel like <laughs> as it went on, like at the beginning, I'm like, okay, I'm rolling with it. That's fine. That's fine. And then as it goes on and we're at the wedding, I'm like, this shit doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really fucking trying to stay in there. And how did Frankenstein not, God damn it. How did Frankenstein's monster. monster know where Frankenstein lived? I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to hurt your wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's a lot. But he can't talk or reason or understand yeah. anything. No. But he's coming for that ass. Yeah. It's like, you can't do both. Unless he followed the sound of the townsfolk. But wouldn't he have fucked with them first? Yeah. I don't That's know. what I'm saying. I don't for know. the way he looks. And as we brought up, probably smells. Yeah. I don't know how he was able to, to infiltrate <laughs> this mansion. Well, he said his stealth was pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> he spent all his points. 
but I can I can just ramble on and on trying to make make it make sense. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. But I'll just say that on a scale from one to ten, sparks of creation. I think I agree with your six point five, but I'm going to bump it up just a little bit for Boris Karloff. Right. And I'm going to go right in between y'all and make it a seven <laughs> um, with a better narrative, a better script. Mm-hmm. This could have been. I mean, I know it was it is iconic and it was groundbreaking, but this really could have fucking blew some people's minds oh, even yeah. more than what oh, it yeah. did. You have that amazing visual of Frankenstein as it mm-hmm. is. Yes. That makeup for the time is fucking incredible. Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't want to like end this being like, this was disappointing. Uh-huh. No. But um, I, I know what it is and why it is. And I really did like it too. Yeah. It's just like the more that I keep looking at it, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and then that ending, I was like, all right, so yeah. he's going to be in the window. Or fucking yeah. like, I'm like, what's going to happen? <laughs> no, like that's just it. Henry gets off scot-free. Mm-hmm. The monster's killed. And uh, he's telling fucking the same old joke over and yeah, over. It's no. like, okay. <laughs> I think if and it's it's hilarious to me because it literally is the same problems we talked about with Dracula. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> I think maybe I just watched Dracula more, more to allow me yeah. to forgive it. Yeah. But I have to say the you know, ended on a positive note. This film is important. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. It's incredibly iconic and it's fun as hell to watch even with those issues. It, yeah. Well the issues kind of make it oh, more yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Frankenstein and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Wendigo Gitter patrons. And remember, anyone can start something, but the difficult part is seeing it through to the end. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our Wendigo Gitter patrons. Woo! Uh, <laughs> right? Does that mean something? I think so. Yeah. Uh, probably. He had yeah. his own language, man. <laughs> special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Houston, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers, ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Allison O'Neill, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Linda, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Jonathan Booth, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, JD Rizak, Molly Gerhardt, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggy, William Barry, Brittany Ramatar, Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, Garrett Rogers, Jordan Roberts, Dylan, Melissa Sierra, Holly Bryan, Jordan Blevins, Michelle Moore, Liz Heath, Spencer Montalvo, Pancake the Panda, John Ramos, Michael Newding, Alexius Roberts, Dan Laveau, Itzy M, Gary Horton, Amanda Aliff, Leisha Olivier, Kate Lamp, Carlos and Sydney, Jessica Hunter, Helena Rudder, Alan Johnston, Nicholas Carter, Mariah, and Livy Fun. Hey. Thank you all Thank so much. You. Are you out of breath? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
I've never been more grateful to run out of breath. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank y'all. It's a joyous spray of the inhaler. Yes. <laughs> But we appreciate all of you, and we want to thank you all for making us feel alive. <laughs> <laughs> but don't abandon us. Though. No, yeah, please don't. Please don't. We we won't handle it well. Right. We I'm will. We'll wander. We will kill three people. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time.